You are listening to the Chompcast, official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thanks for taking some time out of your crazy life to make time for ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Support us. Look for our special VIP tier. And man, do we have a strange, stranger podcast today. Let me tell you, two hosts, one of them crippled. Um, <laughs> not to mention, we are talking all sorts of stranger things in the polls as our swordchomp uh, community on Instagram has been hot on the Stranger Things Madness, as well as, as us here. But there'll be no spoilers, so you don't have to stress about that. Um, the topic of the show this week is about recapping some of our favorite games of the year so far. You know, this is a natural halfway point in the middle of the year, and we can talk about some of the favorite games um, that are making our lists as of now, but, you know, there's a lot of big stuff coming out of the year. So, like, uh, Death Stranding. Um, Pokemon, you know, Doom. So this is just sort of a halfway point, see where we're at kind of a thing. Um, and, and as I mentioned with the Stranger Things polls, we also got a fun poll about dad bods you don't want to miss. And a bunch of good game talk, like Sea of Solitude, which Josh has devoured for us, Mario Maker 2, and much, much more. And uh, as I mentioned before, it's a very weird show. Um, let's get to some introductions. I'm feeling a little loopy myself. Um, this is General Mountain Time here from Montana, of course. Uh, Fish, glad you could be here today, my friend. Um, I'm always you... loopy, buddy. <laughs> uh, got good news and bad for news for you. Okay, the bad news is dad bods are apparently back. So all that time in the gym. Ugh, God, damn it! All right, so so what do I do? How do I get back into the dad bod? Well, I saw you had a bottle of Knob Creek for the podcast, so I mm-hmm. think you're on the right track. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Guzzle just, that down? Just start down. I, it's, honestly, I've known you my whole life, Fish. I don't think you'd get a dad bod if you wanted to. Even at, like, your most, like, husky when you're eating fast food every day, you were still, like, mm-hmm. what, 130 pounds? <laughs> yeah. I was, like, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was, I think at the most I was, like, at 160, and oh, now I'm, crazy. like, 140. <clears throat> Oh, that's it's crazy. a bit, yeah. It is. Yeah, I just I hold my weight pretty well, and I for some reason my metabolism. Thank God for my metabolism because if it wasn't for that, like I'd probably be severely overweight from all the fast food that I've used to. Look at this way, fish. Uh, enjoy. Dad bod is a state of mind. All right, let's just put it that way. Dad bod is a state of mind. Less about a state of caloric intake. Just uh, oh. just leave it at that. Hmm. Um, okay. Glad you're here, though. So that'll be fun to talk about with you. Also, Fish, uh, I'm not sure you're aware of this, as I was alluding to earlier. I broke my leg. So um, that happened. No! And... <laughs> yeah, that's right, no. that's right. Let's just get the elephant out of the room right now as I introduce myself to you guys. Get out of here! Um, get out of here, elephant! Goddamn elephant. Shoo. Yes, yeah, I... That's why we have a double host thing going on today, but it's going to be a lot of fun, so I can kind of slip into the background, still be here, and then if for some reason the pain takes me, uh, you'll never know that I disappeared. Um, <laughs> I'll just drift into the shadows. <laughs> we'll uh, just see you writhing in pain, muted, in the corner of that room. You'll leave the, you'll leave the room with the elephant. <laughs> Uh, that's right. Um, so I, I want to talk to you guys more about that probably next week. I'm still regaining my thoughts. I just got back from the hospital. If you go to the 
search on Instagram or my personal Instagram for General Mountain Time. You know all about it. People following the show. So, but um, still wanted to do the podcast because it helps take my mind off of everything. And it's just a broken leg. I'm not dying, you know? Gotta suck it up. Am I right? Am I right, Shay? That was Shay who chirped. Chirp. Ain't nothing can hold you back. Nothing's gonna hold me back. That's Professor Layton uh, from Japan who will be taking over here in a little bit. Um, I almost said you chirmed in. I don't know. That sounds dirty, though, instead of chirp. Yeah, chirm? it does. Chirm <laughs> mm. rhymes with sperm, and we no, all know what, what sperm it does. <laughs> it creates it life. It churns. It's beautiful. Quagulates. <laughs> it, it does. It does. It's the life creator. Oh, man. I got... Oh, that reminds me of another horrible hawk. Let's put it this way. I was going to... I had all these stories. I'll save for some of them for next week. But let's... When you get put in the ER at a hospital, you see some weird shit, man. You see some weird shit. You don't want to see. <laughs> I don't. I, you know, hospitals would be a weird place. Nursing homes are the freaking yeah. worst. I, you know, my mom used to be a CNA when I was a child, and I, I would always remember like, shoot, there'd be times where she couldn't find a babysitter, so I'd have to go with her. And we're walking in, and I hear, "I don't want to live. Help me, Jesus!" And I was like, "Oh, that's where the up. fuck am I?" Right. Oh. There was this Very one welcoming. poor poor fellow <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? There was this one poor fellow groaning and I, I I found out it was kidney stones later on, a whole bunch of them. And I was like, Ugh Count your blessings, it could always be worse, right? Mm. You um, know you know where kidney stones come from, Morgan, right? <laughs> Drinking things like Dr. Pepper Dr. 10. Dr. Pepper Ten. Oh. Yep. Don't say that. Don't say that to me. <laughs> don't it's say in the that fine print. They don't come from drinking Knob Creek? No. That just destroys your liver. Yeah, that gets filtered all out elsewhere. It's true. All right. Filtering elsewhere, that's Joshua Fowler here from Montana. He's filtering, <laughs> filtering all of our discussion elsewhere into his brain so he doesn't have to retain it for too long. Um, it's the safest way to ingest that. Yeah, yeah. Any of Fish's opinions, if ingested too long, very mm-hmm. dangerous. Yeah. Um, oh my god, I tried huffing those one time. <laughs> Nearly died. Get high, on, <laughs> get high on those whack opinions. I would have <laughs> never taken you for a huffer, Josh. Mm. Every now and yeah, then I, you I, just I, get get sort of that that you get that overwhelmed. Crazy, you gotta huff. Crazy need huff. to to huff some gigolo opinions. Juggalo. Well, gigolo too. Oh yeah, that was a different phase <laughs> in his life. <laughs> Any, either or. Oh. Mm-hmm. Fish doesn't yeah, associate whatever you with can get your things. nose on. Exactly. Fish is clean, all right. He doesn't associate with those kinds anymore. Them juggalo kinds. Um, that's all, that's right. All the juggalos have just unsubscribed. Mm. That's True. okay. Uh, okay. Josh started making his Mario Maker level, and it was very cruel because for people that follow me know that I broke my leg on a swing with my daughter. And Josh is making a, a ghost house with a lot of swinging involved. Hmm. Um, so that should be triggering. Thank you. And Fish <laughs> actually... <laughs> fish... <laughs> God. That's so fucking morbid. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's kind of funny about that, that you're Haunting mentioning that, Morgan? Morgan. Uh-huh. You know, it's funny you're mentioning that. And, you know, any of the listeners out there, if they, you know, they feel for Morgan... You know, you can message him a private F or condolences. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to go the extra mile, just head over to the Patreon and drop in a dollar. 
where they'll go to Morgan's hospital fees. Yes, yeah. That's <laughs> true. And his uh, therapy, as he's going to have to play Josh's levels. Mm-hmm. I'll need it. Uh, Patreon.com slash Swordchomp. Um, look for our VIP tier, and you can help me out. Nudes are okay, too, but only penises. That's all I'm accepting at this time. So <laughs> Nothing nothing cheers me up <laughs> like DPs. a real... <laughs> nothing cheers me up like a truly disgusting penis. Uh, actually, uh, Josh, just like what was that clip you had last week, Josh? Veiny. Robin. Yeah. Josh had this clip last week that he took of me saying something about penises bringing me oh. joy. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to get that in the... Uh, well, I, I was going to say we need to get it somewhere. It's, I, I left it in the show. So, yeah, it's still still there from from last week, if anyone needs to hear exactly how much joy... It needs to be made into, like, its own Morgan. audio clip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need its own audio clip of it. You know what? <laughs> Uh, that's good shit. Sometimes I, I will save those though. Maybe I, uh, maybe this is it. I think of penises. Not yours. Just penises in general. <laughs> other people's. Other just, people's penises. Just the, just the thought of a penis brings me immense joy. Pleasure uh, is other penises. Okay, there. I found it. Apparently, <laughs> apparently I did save it. That's probably how. The whole accident happened. You're swinging with your daughter, and the whole time you're thinking of other penises, and then you fell off the swing. Jealousy. Mm. Yeah, I was just like, man. <laughs> all goes. Oh, it was divine that's... intervention. He was about to fall <laughs> off the wagon. I really was. I'll, I'll try to. <laughs> I'll collect myself enough next week, hopefully, to talk to you guys about it. But we got a robust show. We're all here. Um, I'm happy that Shay's going to be. Kind of uh, holding the reins here. Is that a, yeah? Holding the reins, pulling the reins, yeah, holding, steering the reins. What can you do to reins? What are all the different things one can do uh, with a pair pull, of reins? Pull in another direction and then wait, wait, pull in a third we... direction. Okay, you, you, you okay. can kind of you can kind of give them a little slap too. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I can double dutch rudder those reins. Mm-hmm. Oh. By the way, Shay, I will say as I pass this off to you that I I asked everybody in my hospital because I was trying to keep in a good mood when everything was going down and i was asking everyone in my hospital about stranger things like have you seen stranger things have you finished nobody in my hospital not a single worker had finished stranger things or seen it so i was like what is this world that i'm living in where am i Mm. i know Um, it it's weird you you need i was just trying to have a conversation you need better people in your life apparently besides us you know hospital people are so driven and thank god because we would be screwed without them that their lives and their business schedules and stuff. It's like, if you talk to them, which I was just kind of picking their brains, it's like all they have time to do is basically help people. So they don't really right. have time for. Yeah, that's literally. literally you yeah. probably lucked out that they weren't that's currently watching Stranger Things whenever you showed up. <laughs> As I'm hitting that my, button, beep, beep, I need my medication. My Hold leg's on. broken, man. Yeah, yeah, but Elle's fighting the big bad guy. <laughs> Sorry, can't, can't help him. Gotta watch Elle. Big bad guy. Spoilers. Come on. <laughs> L. I mean, the first two seasons, L fights something. Season always three. A big ba- I love the idea that someone's L's listening like, oh, he's something. big bad guy. I know son, there's going to be a big bad guy. It's not going to be the same anymore. Uh, there's probably going to be one person. And for that person, I apologize. But I digress. We digress. Let's move on to the topic of the show. So... I came up with this idea a few weeks ago. Uh, it's the big episode 150, 
which I kind of wanted to celebrate between the four of us because I think it's important. Uh, you know, we've talked about it so many times before, but the first podcast we did, we made it to 62 episodes and then it died. A horrible, mm. gruesome mm. death. And then it faded into nothingness. Sad. And And this show, barring a few weeks where we either had uh, extenuate, extenuating circumstances or, you know, took a vacation after the holiday season, a quick week, we've been at it for every week for 150 episodes. And so I, I wanted to celebrate with these three guys. I wanted to make it a big thing. And I thought there would be no better way to pair celebrating that with talking about some of the games we've really enjoyed this year. Um, now, it's obviously been a like kind of like a slow trickle of games this year. And obviously towards the back end, as per usual, is when we'll get some of the biggest hits. But I definitely think there. Well, wait, hold some... on, Shay. So you said there was a slow trickle around the back end. Okay, I'm following you. No, no, no the no, back no, end's think... where you take all the big hits, Morgan. The... Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha, yeah. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Right. Slow right. trickle. Now it's going to lead to a big yeah. back end. Yeah. Gotcha. You got to ease into it. It's... Mm-hmm. Anal health is is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it... absolutely. You don't want to end up in the hospital like I was or any tearing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, you don't you you want to begin an enema with a rusty asshole. <laughs> rusty and asshole don't go together. Uh, sorry about that. No, you're right, absolutely. I apologize sure. to all our rusties out there. <laughs> it's nothing personal. <laughs> nothing personal. That's, that's right. But I want, So I wanted to just recap some of the games that we've really enjoyed so far in the year. So I'm actually going to go ahead and throw it first to Josh. Um, what's been one game this year so far that has really captivated you now this doesn't necessarily need to be like your favorite game of the year we talked about this before the show um you know we kind of want to keep some suspense for when we do our game of the year shows which are such a big thing here at the Chompcast. we're just going to talk about a few games that you know were unexpected that were beautiful surprises that once you're still thinking about anything like that so i'm going to throw it to josh first what do you got yeah i there's been a lot of good stuff so far this year, but I figured one that I probably haven't talked about enough on the show that I've not heard anyone talking about it, um, but was just one of the narrative games I played closer to the beginning of the year, um, The Stillness of the Wind, which is like this narrative game where you're 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 kind of you're playing as this older lady trying to keep the family farm still running when everyone's left everyone's moved away she's kind of the only one holding down the fort the rest of the family's moved to the big city the uh the only people that are ever nearby anymore are um romanese just kind of passing through they're not even there all the time they're showing up less and less she just she has been left behind by the world and the way they convey all that through the gameplay is just breathtaking they they leave you just the, you feel so connected to this woman doing you know just normal chores around the uh the house around the, around the farm and they yeah. they kind of they use the gameplay mechanics that you're kind of used to from 
you know, any farming game, any, um, you know, uh, Harvest Moon or anything like that to give you the expectations that you're going to be making this big thriving thing. And it just doesn't, it never works out. It's, it's, it's a, oh. it's a struggle trying to keep the thing working at all, trying to even grow enough to keep yourself fed. Um, yeah. Is she like alone it, or is it like a, yeah. It's, Cause I saw that. In your, okay. So she's like a widow. Um, I don't think she got married. I, I, it's been, it's been a couple months since I played it. I, I don't think she ever okay. married. Um, so it's like, this is going to be a lot sadder yeah. if you're just, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It sounds interesting. Like what, what are the mechanics behind like how you're playing this game? You had mentioned um, that you're kind of doing menial is kind chores. Mm hmm. It's the mechanics are kind of based around a, like a day night cycle that just continues. Okay. Um, that you have a very limited time during the day. You're an old lady. You can't get much done. Um, and so you can, hmm. interesting. You can plant vegetables. You can try to keep your, your sheep or your chickens fed. Um, yeah. If, if any I, of them I actually, remember, I remember yeah. you mentioning this game at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. uh, and like telling us that we all need to play it. And I completely forgot about it, but it makes sense. I mean, like you're the kind of you're kind of the gamer that either like something that's very technical or like it's very indie narratively driven. I remember that a few years ago you had mentioned a, a video game about an old woman just walking through a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't remember the name of the game off the top of my head. It's like a ten I minute. I think it game. was just. I think it was just the graveyard. The graveyard, actually, if I remember correctly, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I I think that was the name. Something like that. Yeah, but it just seems like this this aligns so well with who you are as a gamer and actually as a person. You know, you um most games you prefer this kind of technical aspect to it, which we're actually going to get into later discussion, as well as these narrative driven. So, yeah. You know, I expect We must have missed this one on the on the show cuz I don't even I know the show like hmm. inside now and I don't really remember us talking about it. I think I only it. brought it up briefly when we were just kind of going over games we'd played each week um yeah but which yeah. i guess is good that you could bring them now but yeah i don't remember you talking about that i had no idea you even liked it because you when you're reading it we had our famous fight about all the games this year like mm-hmm. we disagreed on the quality and you were like naming off all these games and you said stillness of the wind and i'm like i don't remember you talking about that yeah um yeah this, so maybe it got lost in the i think you know, it maybe did think i it think was, it came out around yeah. the same time as like shay was playing Wargroove and. Everyone else was kind of gearing up for. It was around the same time as uh, that and uh, Resident Evil, and then Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it was so, back in January, around that mm-hmm. time. I well, remember you talking about it. I just it may have been you... something that was mentioned in the WhatsApp chat, and then something where we were gonna discuss it, but the show was already, you know, lengthy. So it's something we cut out, and then we never came around to it, unfortunately. And maybe that's something it, mm-hmm. that we can all hop on here um in the next month or so and then talk about I'm willing it kind to of bet a lot of people have yeah i'm willing to bet a lot of people have it because i was looking at the metacritic it only has it has a only has six reviews hmm. uh, it isn't so the score is a little you could look at the score see a 68 and be like oh that's bad but it's only got six reviews you can't really Yeah, you get one bad review and it's like yeah it's awesome. fucked yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Stillness and of the that out, stillness that and the outlier. Yeah, yeah, the stillness will carry of the wind. that that score down. It's on mm-hmm. Switch too. It says. Did you? That's weird. Hmm. I don't. 
says Switch also on PC. So yep. I'd look for it on your Switch library. It might be there. Well, Josh bought it. So yeah, it's on, I have it. it on my Steam library. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's the way they the way they use mechanics to tell the story was so cool because I feel like that's something so many games miss. Like there's just there's right. a yeah. disconnect between what I you're think... doing and and the story they're telling, and they they nail that so perfectly in this game that. Oh yeah, I think the last game that's really nailed that is what remains of Edith Finch, probably for me, mm. where the mechanics really drove the narrative. Yeah, uh, so yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to try that out, and yeah, I I think that's I think that's a good place to start because I think it's it, it happened in January. This game came out in January. It's one that not a lot of people heard about. And it's one that actually the three of us, uh, Fish, Morgan, and I completely forgot that you mentioned. So I'm going to have to go back and mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. that. It it didn't get a spotlight on our show. I know that. So no. maybe that is something, yeah, like you're saying, Shay, we'll look at down the road. Yeah. Right, right. Interesting. Okay. Well, how about we throw it to Fish? Um, Fish, I know you haven't played a ton of games this year. Uh Part of that due to lack of burn. Inspir- oh, I don't Ow. mean it that way. I mean, like you know, there, there are points. I'll get you some ointment. where you right. just don't I, feel I, like playing I, video I games. I played a ton of games. I haven't beaten a ton of games. Oh, mm, okay, That's... okay, okay. Well, let's okay. list them out, That's fish. Fair. List out your defend yourself. What you got? Uh, you played um, what? You played about twenty minutes of Resident Evil. Uh, uh-huh. fifteen That's minutes right. of War Groove. Uh, yes, a lot of Apex Legends. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, Apex Legends. About an hour, a couple hours of Sea of Thieves. You got back on there. There you go. Hmm. Hmm. Katana Zero. Katana Zero. That's a big one. Mario Maker Two. You've been making. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. Not a bad uh, list. Not too bad. It's respectable. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Fish. What, what's your first choice? Sekiro. Uh, my first choice. I wanted to talk about Sekiro, but uh, I think I might save that for a later discussion. But um, Katana Zero is definitely a game that I was surprised by uh, this year. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even know that was coming my first out this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a game that I actively wanted to beat, even though it is indeed a short game. Um, it was definitely fun through and through, all the way up into the end, and um, the music was very striking in that game, and the aesthetic as well. Um, and they did some unique things in it as far as, like, th- there was no consequences to essentially what you picked as far as, like, dialogue options in that game, but, like, the way they presented it, I thoroughly enjoyed, like, giving it a little timer at the bottom um, made you feel like you, you, you had to kind of go with a gut, guttural reaction to what you wanted to pick as far as the uh, options go. But um, it being there, like it moved the game in a way that uh, kind of fit with like how the game gameplay actually works, which is like this fast-paced two D side platformer. Um, guttural reactions. Uh, 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 it's best guttural uh, reactions of the year. Yes, new category for 2019 game of the year. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's interesting though with with the whole just going with your gut for the conversations there because 
that's something that I've not heard anyone talk about, but the whole mechanic in that game is being able to see the future and, you know, essentially live it, rewind it, and pick the one you want and all the combat there. But the main character is the sort of guy that is never going to waste the time to do that with his personal relations. Uh, so you, you go through a yeah. dialogue tree and you just you go with your gut the first time. Like, I'm, why, would I, why would I game out my relationship with this person? He's just going to say what he thinks mm-hmm. and move on, uh, which I think is pretty right. cool. Exactly. You know, yeah, Katana's that, your... That's Sorry, one ahead, of the things Sorry, in that game. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't really talk about it, is you don't, you know, you have interesting dialogue choices you have to make in that game, and um, it really affects your interactions with the various characters, and, and you legitimately feel that way. Um, to kind of piggyback a little bit off of Fish, since him and I both picked that, I'll just go ahead and knock my first choice out now with that. Um, yeah, this game was super surprising. Um, you know, Morgan had mentioned it to me. I was paying zero attention to it. Said, you're going to love this game. It has music similar to Hotline Miami, gameplay similar to Hotline Miami. Clearly, there is some inspiration from that game. Morgan and I both love that game. So, immediately, immediately um, wanted to hop on that game and was addicted. You know, uh, I was pleased with the music and the gameplay and the mechanics. And one thing that I was particularly happy with was the the story. The story is ridiculous and bombastic at points. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's enough curiosity and enough um enigma there to keep you playing and keep you invested in the story. You know, for something like Hotline Miami, the story was interesting. For me personally, it wasn't the main driving point of the game. It wasn't even a top 5 driving point of the game. It was it was there. And the reason why I compare it is because clearly Katana Zero took some inf- inspiration from that game. But with Katana Zero, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in that story. You really got to pay attention and you really got to connect the pieces. And when you finish the game, you got to kind of decipher what happened. Like it le- it's left open for interpretation. It's left open for possibly a sequel or some additional content being dropped. Mm-hmm. And it's involving. You may you wanna you wanna know what happens. I think the free DLC actually already dropped on. Uh, Did it? I was just reading about that. I don't think I had. Let me look. Oh, I may have missed. I missed yeah. it if it did. I I thought it was weird just that nobody mentioned here, it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was I'm weird not that seen nobody mentioned it. Saying it has. I heard that they yeah, were. Because if it has, it. Fish is going to play it right after this yeah, podcast. After this mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> I may be distracted the for the rest of the show. Um, Just dips out halfway through mm-hmm. the podcast. More Katana Zero. All right. Well, let me double check after the show. I was pretty sure I saw something on that, but I've again. Yeah, I don't think it's out was yet. A lot of morphine. Not I don't dreams. think it's out yet. Those yeah. are the morphine dreams, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of morphine, there's a lot of drugs in that game. No, that's yeah. It's a great game. It was one of the. You know, if you go back and look when we first started playing, it was one. You know whether. Or I don't know how it's going to end up on my end of the year list, if it will at all. Maybe it will. I, I don't want to give anything away, but that was an easy, like, just jump on Instagram and be like, hey, you got $15. You yeah. got to buy this game. Um, and the soundtrack was so Absolutely. The soundtrack was so good, I was fortunate enough to interview uh, Ludwig for 
in the blood and he was just a really cool guy learning about that game like for me the music was the music and the vibe was the the selling point i think the game is really fun to play interesting enough to hold my attention i think the story is interesting it didn't quite land with me the way it landed with you guys but it was always interesting even when it wasn't landing i was still wanting to see where it was going to go next so yeah and you could beat that game in like what five or six hours so it's it's quick yeah it's a a one night it's a one night or um a one day depending on when you game i guess pull yourself in and just power through it so yeah Mm. uh katana zero great choice fish um morgan what was your first choice Mm -hmm. for one of the uh games that you've really enjoyed so far this year uh definitely resident evil 2 the remake uh, slash remaster, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't want to be generic about it. I will say this. I'm obsessed with Mario Maker 2 right now, but I'm right in the thick of it. So that's sort of a love in progress kind of a thing with the community and having so much fun creating fucking Mario. It's been magical. But um, the Resident Evil 2 remake was special. It was, uh, you know, it pretty much almost everyone I talk to who plays it thinks it's the, if you're into that style of game, believes it's like the greatest uh, remaster remake made hands down because they were able to evolve the gameplay in a way that felt modern but keep the things that made it resident evil 2 in a charming and nostalgic way and it looks gorgeous a lot of options like the original soundtrack and stuff and i wasn't really necessarily motivated to play this play it again i was gonna go back through and play um as leon because the first time i went through as jill um i'm sorry not jill uh claire my bad (laughs) so there's so many resident evil games to keep track of um but uh, I, you know, I felt really satisfied by my first playthrough, and I just got distracted by other stuff. But that game mm-hmm. was a hot and heavy couple weeks. Like, there's no elements of that game that does not excel. If you accept the fact that the cheesiness is in honor of the original game's cheesiness, I feel like that game is basically perfect. If you, if that cheesiness is not going to be your style, or you have no nostalgia for the original Resident Evil Two, it it probably won't may may not hit with you. Um, right but yeah just that game was incredible it really was it was absolutely um you know it's funny that you mentioned that cheesiness i was randomly thinking about this as a topic just a little bit of a tangent it's crazy how you know like 20 years ago games were like cheese was kind of the normal uh state of games you know like they weren't supposed to be hyper realistic and i think with 360 ps3 eras when we started seeing that hyper realism and so now if there's like that level of quirkiness in games it almost we look at it with a different lens than we would have 20 years ago because 20 years ago that was the norm yeah pulpy kind of interesting comic type stuff is yeah that definitely was just Mm -hmm. what you expected for the longest time that over the it's just that over the top silliness you weren't supposed to take it seriously Mm -hmm. I think it's important to remember with these sorts of games when I think about them in the lineages that same thing with like the Spyro remake that I played this year. It didn't come out this year, so I won't be able to make my list, but I fell in love with. It's just that if the game is designed for the original audience, I just think that's an important factor, you know, that I'm always going to take into account. I'm not going to expect, I'm not going to expect them to do anything that has to appeal to a new audience. If they want to, that's interesting. You know what I mean? It's designed at the heart of nostalgia and then the interesting things it can do around that to evolve the original nostalgia and make it feel more timeless or current today, I think is important. 
And um, because really, the people who are going to go buy this game and get the most out of it are the people that grew up with Resident Evil 2. And uh, I was one of those people. That was my probably one of my favorite Resident Evils. So. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the last thing I want to mention about this game, because I agree with you, this game was phenomenal, is that I didn't have a lot of faith in remakes and remasters, mm-hmm. I, any of that. I didn't really have a lot of faith. Uh, the Crash Bandicoot one was good. It wasn't great. It was it was pretty pretty good, but like Morgan and I have talked about, it felt like there was something missing. Um, I played some other remakes and remasters, and it just it didn't have the same charm. And this is the first game I think in the remake remaster uh, arena that felt organic. It felt like it had a place. And it, it like it gave me hope um, for future remakes and remasters. You know, we have some big ones having been announced at E3, such as Final Fantasy VIII, and obviously Final Fantasy VII was already announced, but got a release date and everything. And it gives me hope for those games because of Resident Evil 2. Yeah. And how well it did and how well the studios did with that game. So I think it absolutely should be mentioned in this show. And it... I guarantee it'll come back up at the end of the year in some way, shape, or form, because it, I think it is hopefully setting a trend for future remakes and remasters. And as Fish knows, it has the best-looking, most disgusting hamburg uh, of any game of 2019. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was one cheesy, greasy hamburger. Mm-hmm. They just look like a zombie's guts. <laughs> Fish, I remember Fish texting me about that hamburger. He's like, oh, that fucking hamburger, man. Looks so gross. I'm like, I know. That hamburger <laughs> conveyed so much at the start of that game. That's all it's all they needed. It did. The fucking it hamburger. Really did. <clears throat> um you know it's funny. Game. Fish was focusing on the most important points of the game. <laughs> exactly. You, you need to go back with that one, Fish, and uh give that one a shot. But yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Shay. The weird thing was yeah, but... accidentally, uh <laughs> after Spyro ended up finding that Final Fantasy twelve remake, which I always recommend to people, and I got on a weird kick of remakes that really blew me away so they're out there but i'm with you the first one that had given me faith was the was the resident evil 2 one um absolutely so yeah that's that's a good one yeah absolutely but let's jump into our second choices um you know that was going to be my second choice morgan but i decided i'm going to go with something else but i'm going to get give it over to josh um take us away with your second one yeah i might my there's a, there's a theme here, kind of the. Uh, I've really been enjoying the the games that have done interesting things with mechanics so far this year, um, and my number two choice is Outer Wilds, uh, which has kind of brought yeah. back the wow, whole yeah. seeing a clockwork universe that I've not really felt since. Well, no, it's not, I was, was going to say since Majora's Mask, but actually I played. Uh, it was last, on the nose. last year or the year before was Sexy Brutal, which is a similar sort of thing. It's like a murder mystery game where you're stuck oh, yeah, in this yeah. hotel okay. that you, you, you view all of time kind of in loops going through there, and you have to solve a bunch of puzzles to get to the end there. But that one, that one stumbled with the execution. And this, this is the first one that I've really felt like having this loop of time that you have to just get to know intimately. Is has really worked. 
since since Majora's Mask, which is just one of my favorite games of all time. Um, right. What is it with you in time? Yeah, what is it that, you with the time loop games? What is the is there a psychological thing there? What's the well, appeal? I think with it's those? about just understanding understanding a world, not just like Majora's Mask did this extremely well because they focused way more on the personal relationships. Like you have a cast of characters that kind of all have their own thing going on. Whereas in this one, you're mm-hmm. kind of, you're, you're understanding the whole solar system and how everything in it works and kind of a civilization as a whole. Um, but like in Majora's Mask, you, you'll see something happen. Um, like some character walk by, you've never seen before doing something weird. And if you start the loop over, you can kind of track them backwards, see where they came from and eventually figure out what they're doing, why they're doing it. Because the whole thing with Majora's Mask is that, again, kind of like Outer Wilds there, the universe is ending. Like in Outer Wilds, the, the, the star explodes and the star goes, super, the star goes supernova and you start the, uh, start the loop over again. And in Majora's Mask, the moon falls into the town. Um, but the, the difference there being in Majora's Mask, everyone can see the moon. It's getting closer and closer and they're losing their shit. And seeing the way everyone reacts to that stress yeah. is just fascinating. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that, that's that's why it's one of my favorite games, just ever. It's so. it really you just want like Outer Wilds because it gives you an excuse to talk about Majora's Mask. <laughs> I, I see what you do. Mm-hmm. That's probably part of it. And it's interesting that a lot, like Morgan mentioned, that a lot of time games have kind of been your favorites because you know, and I don't mean to sound like like a nutter who's done like DMT or shit like that. But like, you know, there are really, there are two kind of concepts that can really be explored in games and that's space and time really. And everything kind of falls in one of those two categories. And you think about it, a lot Mm -hmm. of games kind of fall in the space category of like what you're doing, the mechanics, the results. Mm -hmm. Um, Outer Wilds mentioned, or not mentions, integrates that time element into the game so in a way it kind of feels like the stakes are higher because you're fighting against space and you're fighting against time Mm -hmm. and maybe that appeals to josh you know having to deal with both of these external forces driving the narrative you know because majora's mask is huge on that uh you you I I'm not not necessarily one of your favorites, but Josh, you enjoyed Katana Zero for the most part, correct? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was one of my right. Yeah, and a lot of I think a lot of the games that you have enjoyed have a time element. Even Prince of Persia, the original yeah. one, which is one that you really enjoyed. A lot of games that you enjoy deal with both the elements of space and time. So I think that's a, that was a good notice by Morgan. Yeah. That's not something I've really put together until Morgan yeah. just mentioned you, it. Even you really, I mean, you, you, you you're get... saying the original Prince of Persia. I think you're talking about the Sands of Time, which, yeah. But even the actual original Prince of Persia. No, has that's got... what I'm saying. Both of them. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. It's got like a, a timer one. mechanic where, like, if you if you don't beat the first few levels fast enough, you can save in essentially a no win situation where you just mm-hmm. you don't have time right. to, to get to the end. Which is right, yeah, neat. that's what I was mentioning, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just it's interesting, Weird. so it makes sense, it aligns with your 
you like even your first choice has a lot to deal with that's more space driven than time driven but you know this woman <laughs> you know her yeah her time's coming to an end so yeah time's passing in her world and you're sort of absorbed in like the progression right. of her life right yeah. exactly exactly time. so interesting choices josh and that's good analysis morgan i like it but all right well let's move on fish you got another game for us on the docket you think you can pull one out of your hiney Wait, flip. No. How's your docket look, Fish? Let's see your docket. How's it look? Uh, it looks a, a little barren to me. Here. Let me see. Aww. Not bad. I mean, barren. The shape's Aww. the shape's okay, but there should there's like two or three colors going on there, kind of splotchy. Yeah, that's mm. true. No. It's not, should, I, should I put like some sort not, of? Uh, toner I just on need there? to wash no, it. No, no. Just, just photograph it when... and just keep track of it. Make sure it doesn't, you know, mm. do anything else weird. Kind of, you know. Okay. Every yeah. every month not, or so, yeah. try to try to get a similar photo. follow up. Make, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just need to, need to track it at this point. I don't think there's any reason to overreact, but no, no. It's should not going to win best in should show I or anything. Fondle but... it more, or I mean, it wouldn't hurt just so you know how it feels. Because, yeah, I mean, if it, like, hardens up or develops any sort of, like, uneven texture, you're going to want to know. Like, if it kind of slips right. over the rest of the the flesh, you want, you want, it still should be attached about the same as the rest. So, right, yeah. and you should probably check to make sure all the discharge coming out is to be of normal color. Um, want to make sure. Oh, I didn't even notice gray. the discharge. Gray, wow, right? Yeah. Oof. Something about the word discharge. It's a powerful <laughs> word. It's discharge. Yeah, they uh, use that whenever like you're leaving a hospital too. They're just like, all right, you're discharged. Yeah, you're discharged. <laughs> or a dishonorable <laughs> discharge. Or you get a pussy discharge. It's never great. Um Okay, so what do you, you get dis- discharged from the hospital? That's great. That's true. That's a, yeah, that's actually really great. Mm-hmm. You would uh, know. What kind of dis <laughs> what kind of discharge you got for us, Fish? Um, the discharging of, um, Apex Legends. Oh! That came out of nowhere and shot me right all over the face. Oh! damn it, Fish. (laughs) Drenched you. What? I couldn't find Fish (laughs) for weeks. That was my second choice. (laughs) Well, I had fun with it. Like, I had fun playing with you, Shay. Like, that was the game where, like, me and you kind of, like, bonded over and played a bit together. Like, you were, like, the first person, I think, that I played that game with, and... Um, yeah, no, it was yeah. me. You, you were heavily you invested like in it. I was heavily invested in it in the month that we did play it, and I, like, it I, I just had shade. that game came out of nowhere from Respawn. Like I had no idea that was coming out, and it kind of hit the uh, world by storm. Um, and um, it, it like it was it was like featured. It, it was like the first game that actually uh, dethroned tw- uh, the Fortnite on Twitch, as far as like um views and stuff like that um so yeah Yeah. i was very happy to see that game and i was very supportive of that because you know uh, as much as i enjoyed fortnite for what it was like that game has just gotten so stale to me and like i i don't see why it's still such a thing right now but it's the world we live in right now as far as like those types of video games go but um apex legends like it Everything that turned me off about Fortnite, Apex Legends, like, took, like, this nice, sexy 
right turn with it and like everything from like the first person to like the different characters uh abilities and um uh the guns and the gameplay like everything about that game actually just felt really great even the loot like uh, there was a point where like i was obsessed with like how the loot system worked in that game like it was random because you don't quite know what exactly you're going to get out of these chests and whatever you get you kind of like make do with what you got and then eventually you just slowly start upgrading your character as the game progresses and you feel like you're getting stronger and more prepared for what's around the corner for your for you and your teammates so um i definitely enjoyed that game um and the month i spent playing with that game um course i i fell off of it uh whenever they came out with their season shortly after that but um yeah. i i thoroughly enjoyed my time with that game. i i agree i agree you know it's interesting because you and i you know when the four of us last year at the beginning of last year we played a little bit of Fortnite, and then morgan fell off of it and then josh fell off of it shortly after he tried a little bit longer then he fell off of it you and i kind of stuck around with it for a little while hung in there and then mm-hmm. i think we kind of fell off of it we, we had our time with it apex was nice to pick back up because it was a lot of times you know just with friends in general you don't get a lot of opportunities to play games together now, obviously not like you were when you were a child and that's all you had to look forward to and mm-hmm. so it was a really it was really welcome really welcoming i remember when they made the announcement out of nowhere the creators of Titanfall are making a battle royale. And we're all like, what the fuck? And it sounded really <laughs> good. And they dropped it like a week or two after the announcement. And so uh, Fish and I pretty much hopped in almost immediately. And it felt really, really good. And I'm sure it still feels really good. I haven't played it in a few months because I know that when I started playing it, I started getting addicted. And my addictive tendencies, <laughs> which are very, very legendary around this podcast, Mm-hmm. Um, I would not play anything else. Look, we so. all have addictive tendencies, man. It just depends on where they pop up. Right. I love seeing it firsthand, playing that game with you, mm-hmm. Shay. <laughs> <laughs> I really Usually yeah. Shay has it under control. He lost a little bit with the, the that card game, that Skyrim mm-hmm. card game. That was kind of yeah. a dark hole for him. <laughs> what was that? Oh, Legends? Elder Scrolls Legends? That we don't yeah. mention. <laughs> yeah, Elder Scrolls Legends. Yeah, I still think about it from time to time, and I'm like, no, no. But um, Apex, um, you know, it was interesting. Fish mentioned that it feels like a more realistic version of Fortnite that's not as ridiculous, and I think that's apt. It feels like kind of like when Call of Duty was good, you know, during the Modern Warfare 1 and 2 Black Ops era. Kind of feels like that mixed with a battle royale mixed with a little bit of overwatch with the alts and whatever what have you and the different yeah. characters and yeah. it felt really good everyone was in on the game at the time we had our fans we were playing with our fans we played with hakuna played with some of our other fans you know and they had a lot of hype and they generated some of that hype by paying ninja one million dollars to stream and play that game for a little while which is a big reason why it was big at the beginning but it it's since you know the craze has come and gone for the most part the people who really enjoy the game still play it um some of my students 
actually have converted from Fortnite to Apex. You know, when it first came out, I was asking everyone, hey, are you guys playing Apex? No one was playing Apex. Everyone was no. like, oh, Fortnite, <laughs> Fortnite, Fortnite, and fucking flossing through the halls and doing that shit. But now some of my mm-hmm. students have come over to Apex, and they really enjoy it. And that's something I actually would love um, if any of you guys wanted to. I know Fish probably would be down. But I would love to see how the new season has panned out because I was watching someone stream it the other day uh, briefly and the the whole area has changed around a lot, kind of like Fortnite does. And so I, w- I kind of want to hop back into it just to see, mm-hmm. like test out the new character, test out the new abilities, to look at the new level and stuff. But well, yeah, it was yeah. great for a free game. Absolutely great. You'll um, probably get addicted good. all over again, man. <laughs> probably probably I mean, but that's, that's yeah. it's a good thing i have the summer off so i can't get true. addicted but yeah that was absolutely my a lot second of people choice out fish. there still want your opinion on uh a lot of people still want your opinion on days gone one of these days when it goes a on lot of sale, people maybe. all two of them i yeah probably <laughs> um but those two people are really yeah. fervent in their desire let me tell they're you they're fervent Josh, you're absolutely right they do need to get cross play going yeah they've said it's they in the works for so could, long now yeah. 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 Yeah, I've been wanting to play with you guys. If it ever comes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would love to, I would love for I would love for all of us to be able to play, but yeah, Apex yeah. Legends was great. I think the biggest reason I enjoyed it this year besides the it being so tight was being able to play with Fish. Like he said we we really bonded mm-hmm. over that game. So that was yeah. definitely my choice as well for mm-hmm. the sec- my second choice. So um Morgan, go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, something you don't really like I, doing I did wanna... that often, but uh, <laughs> you've had to recently with your leg, and now I think you should do it with, yeah. with this topic. I was strict. Don't wrap it up. I wanted to uh, say as I as I gave my surprising one here that sadly, as all things come full circle, Fortnite is the number one game on Twitch right now. Yeah, um, because you just can't seem to keep that. Just but for so a while, many damn there, kids playing the Fortnite kids. Yeah. But for a while there, yep. Apex Legends was like the successor that the people thought were going to dethrone. You know, so that's that was that was a funny story. I I don't really care what's top on Twitch. I just think it's interesting. Um, like it's not shaping my opinion of these games. I just think, uh, weirdly enough, Josh, this the second most popular game on Twitch right now, Overwatch. Weird. There's something going on right now. Is there like a tournament or something going on? Um, well, currently, I think they're streaming Overwatch League, so yeah, that's always going to be mm, high yeah, during the uh, game days for that, so end of, end of the week, that's always going to be high on there. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, Shay, I was surprised when this happened the other day, I was at uh, my GameStop, and I was picking up a, uh, I think a gift card to buy Mario Maker. And there's a guy behind the counter who's a new employee, and he was asking me. He was like, "I just got a switch, man. Do you have anything?" And I'm like, "Oh, this is that mm. dreaded question I get where I don't want to tell the guy like, hey, I host a podcast, so that's kind of my thing.' And I also get weird about recommending games to people because you're not 100 percent sure what they yeah, like, you that's know. So personal. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, shit." The first thing that came to my mind it was a game that I've been obsessed with that really surprised me was the Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age remake. And I was like, so, dude, do you, do you like RPGs, JRPGs? He's like, dude, that's, that's my jam. I grew up playing Final Fantasy. I'm like, what did you think of Final Fantasy twelve? He's like, I really, really liked it, but um, there were some things about it that frustrated me and couldn't get into it all the way, but there's a lot I liked it. I was like, have you played the Zodiac Age remaster? Because I was really skeptical. 
Um, and I bought that on the Switch, and it's mm-hmm. my second favorite Final Final Fantasy now. It's you know they the things they did with the job system. They made yeah. that game look gorgeous on the Switch. Looks incredible. Um, all the versions of the soundtrack. Like when I I was listing all these things off to this guy, and when I hit the orchestral soundtrack, he was like, "Yeah, I'm ordering it right now." And I was like, <laughs> and I. And I didn't even feel guilty. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want that burden. I didn't. I was like, yeah, dude, you're gonna like it. It's it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I left Van in there, but other you than know that, what? I have much a, better. I have appreciation for Van now. Don't I don't want to get into it. But that that is how <laughs> I'm not you not gonna do, start that uh, one again. I I think being on um sorry, that's probably my kid running. I think being on the switch really helps that kind of a grind too even though they streamlined it and they had the fast forward button and all that stuff like the ff7 remake and the 9 remake having on the switch is really handy so i recommend to anyone who gets a switch that had a passing interest in 12 i had trouble getting into that game when it first came out in 2006 and it's now one of my favorite games ever i just love it so that's crazy and yeah that's possible it's wild i know it blew it blew my mind too i thought i was like I just felt it, and it was it was perfect. And uh, hmm. we'll talk more about. I think we're gonna have to op- we're gonna have to open up a remake and remaster uh, category, category at the end like of the, the year, year. I yeah. think, because there have been yeah. so many of them this year. Yeah, I think most people got hot on it probably when that when the Zodiac Age dropped on the PS4 um, because it had been out for a while before it came out on the Switch. But again, the portability for a game like that is just yeah. great. So. Yeah, Definitely. so that there's there's a lot there. We're going to talk about Mario Maker later, but um, yeah, I, which I'm obviously obsessed with. But yeah, those those are I was surprised that stuck out. Some guy asked me that at the store, and we had this like 20 minute conversation uh, about Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age, and it was amazing. And I was like, shit, I'm not just selling him on this game; I'm selling myself on this game. <laughs> you know what's kind of funny about that is you've been wanting us to get into that this whole time with you, and you didn't have anyone to get in into it with. And then it nope. took just one GameStop employee, and it probably sated all your desire to talk about that game. You're like, finally, someone that, that, fucking understands. <laughs> and I get it. I mean, to be fair, like Josh played it, and it, oh god, I feel all, it's all coming back up now. Medicine. I had Josh played it back in the day on um, Josh played it on the PS2. So like Josh had his time with the game. I know he's probably hesitant to jump back into it, considering he got a lot out of it. Um, and I tried to talk fish into it, but I don't think he was in the mood for a grind. So it's okay. It's, it's fine. It's one of those things. It's a very personal experience to me, but I, mm-hmm. it's great. There's, I, yeah, square, they blew, you know, they did everything right there. I have no criticisms at all of that. As far as a remaster goes, I mean, I don't really have any criticisms of that, that one at all. So really, that's fair. That's fair. Cool. Well, it's going to actually, it's probably going to make the final fantasy. I think we all, we all came up with some disappointing fairly decent diverse choices there so yeah i think this is a good point for us to look at the listener comments um you you do that every thursday right morgan on the instagram every i try to run every thursday i will post on the at search on instagram i will ask listeners about our question of the week if it's something we get them involved in yeah right so we asked a question this week uh what's been your favorite game of the year so far we had Paradigm Dream and Phil MC10. They both said Sekiro, which uh, you know, I, uh, I think the three of you guys loved it. It's something I plan on delving into this summer. I actually was, you know, I had to do these conversation tests 
this week with my students, and I asked um, one of my students, um, you know, what what was what's your favorite video game? And a lot of them say Fortnite, or they say Dragon Quest, or Pokemon. One of my students was like Sekiro, and I was like, oh, what? And I was like, that game's really hard. And he's like, yeah, I know. I love it. And I was like, do you like Dark Souls? And he's like, yeah, I have Dark Souls 3. I love it. And I was like, what about Neo? And he's like, no, I haven't played that yet. It was a really cool conversation. So just completely random. So Uh, Josh was the only one I think that got heavily into it among us. I know Fish played it for a bit. I, Hmm. I couldn't. It was just too frustrating for me. I think it's it was too difficult. I had trouble... Like I didn't, it didn't click with me like it clicked for Josh. So hmm. those to those people that it clicked with, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think some people like that challenge. You know, I I'm sure when I get into it, um, I'm gonna have a love hate relationship with it. So I'm <laughs> I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, um, it's made big, it hard to go oh. back to some of the other Dark Souls games after playing that one because they've all had a strange sort of minor stealth aspect as far as making sure you don't aggro too much stuff and actually being Mm. able to have a stealth mechanic like as such instead of just you know walking everywhere slowly if you're trying to sneak up on somebody made those sections Mm. where you have to like just kind of barely nudge the stick and sneak up on somebody feel so much slower after 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 playing Sekiro so you yeah. said you did miss so the you think Sekiro probably of... does it the best then. It does that particular aspect of it the best. The whole uh, okay. uh enemy layout uh aspect of it as far as as far as that strategy layer. So Yeah, and that's a mm. that's a big part of those games is like how spread mm-hmm. out these enemies are because then that kind of um aligns with what resources you have or what you get. So that's a huge part of those games. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll have to keep I'll have to keep that in mind when I play it. Um the big E78 said the Division 2. Um we've heard good things. None of us here have played it unfortunately, but we've heard good things. Um mm-hmm. I love that phrase. We've heard good things. It's just it's a safe way to back your ass up. I've heard good things. Look. There's good things out there and I've heard them, so Yep. The things okay. have been put out. And fortunately, we have heard them. They're good. So, yeah. And they are things. <laughs> Seiza 33 said Mario Maker 2. Which woo, woo. I know Morgan wholeheartedly agrees is mm. one of the best games of this year so far. Because, like you said, he's in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Right in the thick of it. We'll talk about that more later, but yes, I wholeheartedly agree. We'll talk about being in the thick of it, something uh, Fish also enjoys. He really <laughs> just enjoys anything being thick at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Yeah. Um, name Man, interesting name, said close tie between Samurai Showdown and MK11. 2019 is the year for fighting games. Hmm. Which is interesting, because none of us here have... Besides Morgan, Morgan played MK11 a little bit. and He really enjoyed it. Yeah, it ins- it inspired that uh, silly Pokemon vs Mortal Kombat thing we did, and I yeah. thought the the single player storyline was silly fun. But it didn't it didn't stick with me for a long time because I just don't like the way those games feel to play. I'm more of a Smash Brothers guy. Um, 
and I can I can go into the details of why that is on some other podcast because it would take me about fifteen minutes to do so. But it was it was cool. I get it. I got burned because I got it on the Switch and it was really ugly. If I had somehow bought that on like the 360 or the PS4, I'm sure the visuals just looking so great would have made it at least more enjoyable for me. So for sure, for sure, and that's yeah. And Mortal Kombat games, they I think they were you know something that shown more you know back in the day. Now they're they're more niche niche at this point. I think would be fair yeah. to say. Uh, JP Brace. Uh, he's now our best friend. He said Katana Zero is the best game so far this year. Katana which, Zero, wow. Yeah, which uh, I'm sure he's going to probably be in the minority for that, and I completely appreciate it because I think that is, for me, um, going to be coming back later on in the year. But we'll see. There's still a ton of games left to come out, but probably for Fish too. honestly, yeah, going to end up on his game. list at some point. Well, yeah. oh shit! Somebody got slapped. Fish's cage is rattling. Um. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta I get that to... fuck doll out of your closet, Fish. <laughs> it's coming to life. So <laughs> it's sentient now. <laughs> Let me out of here. It's actually probably the fuck doll sitting right next to Morgan. Oh no, we can't talk about that, Jay. That's that's an off-topic pod. I'll take a picture of it. I'll put it on the VIP Patreon page. If you sign up for that, oh, what's that? Patreon.com/slash/swordchomp. Um, look for the five-dollar tier. You can become a VIP, get access to a secret Instagram page where there's all sorts of inside jokes that go with the podcast, and the things Shay just mentioned about me sitting next to a giant sex doll will be there. <laughs> you missed a lot, Josh, but. Hmm. At the same time, you miss nothing at all. I get that feeling very often around here. Josh will like listening back to that one. Yeah, he will. I think so. Um, Curse of Lie said MK11? KH3? Anthem? I don't know. I'm more excited for Borderlands 3, which I think is a lot of people right now. Like, Trennison Mm -hmm. said, one of these AAA titles? I don't know, but I think it's going to be Borderlands 3. Yeah, it's weird because I don't really Borderlands Three isn't in my personal like um, titles at the end of the year that I'm most excited for, but it is for a lot of people and it's going to be huge. And that's just like dropping in September. I think it's going to be like, whoop. oh yeah, Borderlands Three. You know, I've been waiting for that for ten years. Um, so that's yeah. going to be yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, I know fish. I think we're going to see an addictive side of fish um, that we haven't seen since the first Destiny. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, wow, you think so? I, I'm predicting uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty addicted to Monster Hunter, actually. If you want to yeah, go more, that's true. Recently. Monster Hunter. That's was true. Dark, yeah. Good point. Good yeah. point. Oh, there's and a there's, Monster Hunter expansion. That, mm. that expansion is coming out this year too. Be a good reason to jump. And back there was on Final Fantasy addiction. Brave Exvius. Oh, <laughs> oh no, the tactics game. Yeah, that mobile oh, tactics game. Yeah. We, we've all had our. Mobile My addictions edition. are all coming back from the grave right now. <laughs> They're all coming out with TLC and new games. They're all rattling the cage, Fish. They're coming <laughs> back. I can't get away from them. Fuck, it's going to be a dark era for you. I don't know. Fish had a lot of good... Well, that's cycle. I don't want to get into that, but there's other reasons why Fish got into Borderlands. I wonder if that will play a factor in it. But yes, a lot of people excited about that. That's a That's a big one. 
Definitely. Uh, Hurricane Colt said Devil May Cry 5. I forgot that game existed. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of people liked it, too. That was that was the thing that... that, that it was like a cult hit. Um, I, think I so. missed 5, and I, it's just shame, because I actually really liked the reboots when they did that, so I kind of finally had faith yeah, in I them again. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, finally had faith in them again. Well, it, they, they completely yeah. lost it after their first game, and then... Uh, it's... Yeah. It's got an uh, incredible... Well, I'm looking at the Metacritic Maybe you can go here. back and hop back on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the Metacritic here. The reviews are great. I think for me, it's like, I'm not spending $60 on that game. But if it drops to not like $20, count me in. I'll give it 15 bucks. Yeah. Maybe during the Black Friday sale. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. That'd be a fun one to pick up at the end of the year and just surprise us. Be like, holy shit. You know? Like, wow, this game was actually really... If you're into those... Those those Devil May Cry action games are like <laughs> they're a very br- specific breed of action game. If you grew up with the original Devil May Cries, and um, they're almost about like beating your own score if you want to. Like, can I beat this level with an S ranking? And they're super stylish and like Bayonetta kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I I I do enjoy them, but I don't get as enamored with them as some people do. Right, yeah. right, right, right. But yeah, they're they're fun uh, to like spend Arcadian- an evening or two oh. with. Oh, cut, he cut you off. I'm so sorry. It's the delay. It's the delay. My fault. It is the delay. It's the, it's the audio delay. <laughs> it sounded very blatant, but they're, they're yeah, fun to spend an evening. Oh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> it was an accident. I promise. It's the uh, you know the cross country audio delay. I apologize. Go ahead. No, that's it. that's all I had to say. Really, is I'm sorry, fish. He's hurt now. <laughs> it's okay. My favorite part was Fish saying he's going to talk about Sekiro later, and then we mentioned Sekiro and he didn't talk about it. So it's now it's now gone mm. to the wind. Apparently, mm. remember that Did Fish? I? You were like That's you were, earlier. You were Sekiro? like, I was going to mention Sekiro, but I'll save that. Do you mean you're going to save that for another podcast? Do you mean you have? Yes, a... oh, towards okay, the end okay. of the year. I said towards the end of the year. So because you haven't spent enough time with it, that, kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't beat it yet. Okay. I'm about half. That morphine that drip game. is really hitting right now, isn't it, Morgan? <laughs> I wish. I really do. I'm just they just got me on ibuprofen, man. Believe it or not, like they shove a screw in your leg and they get you out the door and they put you on ibuprofen and oxy. So I'm not on the oxys right now. That's fair. That's good. That's good for you. Those are interesting, interesting drugs. I will say about um, yeah. the... Fearless things are having thing a hell of a toll on white people in the States. I, I did want to say that the Instagram community on First Sword Chomp has been so amazing and just being kind to me and reaching out to me. Josh, I heard that. Um, and everyone's just been so kind, like sending me messages, being supportive. And it's just a broken leg, but they know how painful and frustrating it is. But um, 90% of the messages have been like that. And uh, 3% of the messages have been, hey man, can you get me some oxys? So, not bad. You know, Are you I, serious? Uh, no, I'm just oh, okay. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? So, yeah, some yeah. of our fans are there. Are, uh, oh, yeah. Kind of a drug head to their I, I, It's almost like they're an extension of Morgan. Uh, you know, they got their priorities. You know, it might, you might not agree with them, we but they do. have their priorities. No, everyone's been incredible. So, thank you to everyone in the community. I messaged all of them back. And I've been talking to everyone that I can, so they, they've been really helpful. As I, Right now, I'm sitting here in this room talking to you guys, sweating my ass off. I have my swollen, broken leg propped up on this sex doll, 
and I feel <laughs> pretty awful, but I'm still happy to be here podcast. So there we go. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have you, man. But all right, let's get through these. We're about halfway there. done. God damn it. <laughs> All right, let's get through the rest. Now you of these. really gotta got to get that picture halfway. up. I'll get it up right now. It's going up. Don't worry. Um, the last Arcadian said maybe Apex or Rage Two, which is interesting. Rage Two kind of teetered on mediocrity, so it's interesting. I'm glad that there's somebody out there who's really enjoying it. To be honest with you, because it, yeah, none of us really got around to it, so. We yeah, we really got. I rented it. Oh, you rented it. Did... I rented it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You did, didn't you? I did play it. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I could see that, like that correlation between those two uh, FPSs right there. But um, yeah, I couldn't get into Rage Two just because of my personal things about like the world being um, seeming a bit barren and like it. A lot of the quests and things that you were doing in the game just felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, outdated type of things that you've seen in other FPS games, um, but like the gameplay, like it, it, there's about I would say like a third of the game felt really amazing, and that has to do with um, the overdrive system, where once you hit build this little meter and get the overdrive, it feels really fucking good because your movement speed um, and whatever weapon you have it gets a special ability to it um hmm. uh, with like the shotgun like i think it like it it has no reload and it fire it has a fire or higher fire rate um so it felt it feels a lot more it reminded me of doom is what it felt like like just running through like this zipping through like this level and quickly dispatching these enemies and moving on to the next area um but that was only whenever you filled up that meter and um, were able to uh, pull that off. So, so the best um, thing about that, Rage Two is really getting you excited for Doom Eternal. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> Just prepped you for other FPSs. Fuck Doom Eternal, Pokemon, and Death Stranding are all coming out in the same fucking month. That's insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's gonna be an awesome second half of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's going to be overwhelming in a way, too. Corn uh, Space said, I'd say even though it wasn't released this year, Dragon Quest Builders won for the Switch, which is, for anyone who doesn't know, it's Dragon Quest Minecraft, essentially. With It's a little bit more involved than that, but just to make it super simple on what it's about. None of us here really delved into it, but again, Morgan, I've heard good things. Dragon Quest just makes me sick, man. I hate the look of it, the sound of it, all of that shit. And I only have to say that because I have to get it off my chest. Every time someone mentions it, I'm very happy for them. I get it. It's a classic series. I'm happy for you. But ever ever since I first heard of Dragon Quest and I started playing those goddamn games, Fish can back this up. It's been... I just hate it. I hate everything about them. I just do. And I don't know why. I did not, none of it connects with me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Still Tell love me you. why ain't mm. nothing but a Because you can't go Super Saiyan. All right. Um, no. Oh, God. Mr. Hicks? If they put Super Saiyan in that, hell yes. 
<laughs> Mr. Hicks said, Resident Evil 2, hands down. Only thing that could have been better is if it was 3. And we'll have to just agree to disagree, Mr. Hicks. But <laughs> Billy Dottie and to- Topher Dude also agree, Resident Evil 2. Hey, there we go, getting some support there. That's right, That's he's got good. the support of the community. Oh, man. You know what's fucked up, though? Lambo? I didn't play, on, Le- I didn't play mm. on Leon's, and I didn't get to see the alligator. I didn't get to see the goddamn alligator, because I played Claire. You missed out. But you own it, and you could always go back and play it. Who Who was it that had the comment about uh, Dragon Quest? Who did I spurn? I'm sorry. Who was that? Corn Space. Corn Space, I still love you. <laughs> I just hate Dragon <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, just, you're still one of our favorite okay. people. You wrong, wrong 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 person you wrong wronger <laughs> hey dragon quest 8 came with a Final fantasy 12 remember that fish Final fantasy uh dragon quest 8 came with that Final fantasy 12 demo and we both bought it thinking we were going to be all all about it mm-hmm. yeah and both games i ended up not liking that much. what you didn't like oh let's not do this <laughs> no that's fair we neither of us got no. in as into 12 at the time as we at the time yeah 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 yeah, that's true. yeah. Hmm. Which is a shame. Yeah. I put like 30 hours into Dragon Quest VIII too. And yeah. And it was yeah, torturous. I, I think it. you only did it because you spent the money on it. and you, Because mm-hmm. <laughs> every day I asked you about it, you were like, this game has left me flaccid. And I feel nothing. So I was the same way. <coughs> you know, but they're really well... Gonna... I think people that grew up with those games have more nostalgia than we do. Almost everyone I know that loves those games has like a memory of like playing Dragon Quest on like early Super Nintendo or something that I don't have or Nintendo. Mm. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. one of those obscure like nostalgia things I missed out on and I think if I had that then all that stuff might mean more to me. So, I'll just say that and I'll shut up. The the you know it's funny cuz the originals were even more grindy. But to to kind of sum up this, you know, think about it this way. You guys could have spent 15 hours playing two worlds and you would have wasted even more time doing that than the 30 hours you did playing dragon <laughs> quest 8 that's mm. true actually yeah, I, I spent that. like i spent about 15 hours on the demo of two worlds Shay. wow on a demo wow <laughs> hmm never confessed that publicly huh. before are you feeling okay is that the Knob Creek uh, hitting you? Oh, What's fine. going on? That is the Knob <laughs> Creek hitting me, yep. <laughs> Whiskey bourbon's bringing out the truth in me. It's all right. You know, you didn't pay anything for that game. I went out and rented it. I actually paid money. <laughs> so, I respect the yeah. fact that you well, didn't pay yeah, tr- Dude, if Fish spent 15 hours on the demo, it sounds like he would have liked the damn game. You know what? Uh, that's a conversation for another day. Let's save it. Let's save it. We gotta move on. <laughs> <laughs> don't world, suck him into the two worlds two worlds came out almost 10 years oh no it did come out over 10 years ago let's move on yeah. um lambo bambo 144 said gears 5 lol which i like lambo bambo that sounds quite a name. that sounds like our take on it as well lambo bambo yeah well lambo Gears bambo. 5 is yet to be determined again another game at the end of the year yep it's hard but for he's me to imagine gears 5 or well, they. I, I'm curious about it too because you know I always want to give that series a new ch- another chance, but it's hard for me to imagine that's going to compete with like Death Stranding and and Doom. Mm. But who knows? Who knows? You Indeed. know. 
Um, Maybe I think they'll it's finally the have same. mastered their fire extinguishing mechanics, and you'll mm. yeah, you'll be you'll be. Mm. They could go. just yeah, they could just reduce the necks, Josh. I think by twenty to thirty percent. Mm. The necks are just a little too girthy for me. I think if they could bring the necks down, I just get real uncomfortable. Like when I see people with really big necks, it freaks me out. So yeah, no, there's there is something about seeing someone with a head headband that would not fit around their neck. That uh, yes, yes, it is it's a true. little unsettling. <laughs> the neck would snap the headband. <laughs> That's, That's mm-hmm. what would happen. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I think it's kind of in the same realm of <laughs> the funniest thing. The funniest thing about that is I'm sitting there talking about these girthy necks, and I'm looking at this fucking giant penis next to me, and I'm just like, ah! God damn it. Now imagine these Gears of War people with penis shafts for necks, and it's actually kind of all right. <laughs> all veiny and yeah. throbbing. Are you sure you're only on aspirin? I'm Marcus Phoenix. That sounds like a poor name alone, doesn't it? Marcus Phoenix? All right. I'm yeah. sorry. We can move on. Marcus Penix. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the I think uh, the 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 show title just the became show that title may Josh. have just changed. Marcus yep. Penix. Daily Fish. I was really pushing for um for ceaseless discharge dis- there. Uh, yeah. yeah cease- oh, that ceaseless discharge. No <laughs> longer had, um... discharge. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, we gotta get we gotta we gotta get through this. We got a lot. We still got a lot to talk about. So I'm gonna push it forward a little Shea bit. Shay feels my pain now. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, it's like, God damn it! They won't shut up. I'm trying to about <laughs> Phoenix Penis. Uh, Daniel of DC said Anthem. Nah, it's Resident Evil Two and a shout out mm. to Ape Out, which is a game that needs more love. Oh, yeah. That game was incredible. Yeah. That was on the hey, short Ape list. Out. It was. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Daniel, yeah. you are also now my best friend. Yeah. Good and choice. Anthem could have been there as well had it not been just completely screwed by EA there. With just yeah, we completely like abandoned. Josh well, liked Anthem yeah, A yeah. being completely abandoned, B being crunched to hell, and then C having just the most predatory real money microtransactions transaction system in there that they could possibly shove in that sort of game it was yeah right yeah it, the, you had I the trifecta going game. on there i thought it was a fun game it just i lost interest after about after kind of just running through the campaign really quickly mm-hmm. um and i wasn't well i wasn't blown away by it but i thought it was it just felt good to play like the yeah, flight in that game was great. does that make it a good game if you lose interest that quickly or does that just make it a fun game Mm, just a fun game. Yeah, I think that's a topic it, for another week. Actually, mm-hmm. it, it had yeah, it had the yes. We'll save. You could talk about Anthem for like an entire podcast, probably. Yeah, easily. there's exactly. Yeah, I just never felt the hatred toward that game that everyone else did, even if it didn't really like connect with me or blow me away. I've never felt the the animosity that everyone else seems to feel toward it. So I don't know. Yeah, mm. there's a large circle jerk of hate with that game. I remember that unfortunately but all right the last listener comment was from mjg punk 23 days gone which apparently loads of fans according to morgan yep. are dying <laughs> for me to <laughs> loads, give my opinion loads on of them. so 
Shay, I feel like you wanted to play that game and you just let the bad criticism talk you out of it, and that's fair. You know who actually, out of all the people talked me out of it, was you. <laughs> was it me? Yeah, it was you. Because I was going to get that game, and you're like, but there's all these other things happening right now. I was like, all right, well, well I was yeah, going to buy it, but you know what, now I'm not going to buy it. I, I think that's the kind of game that when it goes on sale for like 20 bucks, is is fine, because it's probably gorgeous and it's probably mindless fun. And maybe there's something about it that connects with you, but yeah, I would. I mean, if you spent sixty dollars on that, that's I don't know about that. Yeah, but, it it looks fun. I've watched a lot of clips on it. It looks good. But uh, those are the uh, listener comments. So if you ever want to chime in, it's Thursday at the Instagram. Uh, Morgan will get the topic up there for you, and feel free to chime in, and we may read your comment on the podcast. Anyways, um. Let's go ahead and move on to the next segment. Clint Northwood, Charlie Chubby, Chubby Charlie, I'm sorry, The Mermaid, Patty McTodd, The Bastard, Samuel Tallywack, Sassy Chew. What could I be talking about right now? Why am I listing all these names? Well, vape, the reason why. You vape flavors? Pornhub search engine? Oh, you know, you're so close, Morgan. No, it's actually the names of various characters from our sponsor, which is Fish. Who is that? Uh, Sassy D merch. That's right, Sassy D merch, where you can get all sorts of joke goods with these characters on them. Uh, This company specializes in penis art and taking that penis art and making it into gag gifts. You can get mugs uh blood not included you can get socks you can get t-shirts you can get various gifts and you can give them to your friends your family if you uh for some reason find a family member who loves a lot of dick um you can give them to your frenemies (laughs) hey shay every family has statistically half of them yes yes i agree well yeah but I mean, they well, really no, statistically, probably closer to they 60, want to represent sixty percent. Just really. I mean, I just want to live in a world where dicks are more openly accepted. Um, well, you know what, Sassy D is on the way to making that possible. You can wear dicks on your shirt and your socks mm-hmm. represent the penis. So head over a, to their Instagram. Yeah. No, great call. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, at Sassy D Merch, uh, that's their handle, and you can check out all the various goods they have, and check them out. They sponsor us. They're a great group of guys. Um, they align pretty well with uh, the various dick jokes that we make that you've heard a plenty on this podcast. Great group of guys. So you should definitely check them out. They're great dudes. Um, yeah. You said they're great dudes like four times. They're great dudes, all right? They're great. By the way, they're great dudes. I don't know if you knew that, but... Uh, We've heard good things dudes. about them. <laughs> I know that they're great dudes. So, I mean, that's what I've heard. Yeah. And when you hear good things, you run with it. <laughs> but anyways, um, all right, let's get, let's get back to the show. So Morgan ran some polls this week. He called it Stranger Poll Day Polls. Um, well, the influence and the inspiration behind this was Stranger Things Season 3 dropped on July 4th. The world was broken for a day as everyone rushed home to watch the new season. And 
Morgan's first poll that he ran this week was Stranger Things, Season 3. Great or good? And, of course, 78% said great, 22% said good. They had no other choice. And that's yeah, good. If you, you can't go below <laughs> they good. They had no other if you, choice. <laughs> if, you, if, you think, if you don't think it's good, then you don't have an opinion. We, can't, we have to mm. erase your opinion. You know, I honestly, I've, I've, I've not heard a single person say Stranger Things. Well, okay, that's not true. I have never heard a person say Stranger Things just flat out sucks. I've heard people lobby some criticism towards this season, towards season two, towards certain aspects of the show, but they still enjoy it. I've never heard of bat, someone say anything bad about the show, thankfully. So, yeah, I think that's fair. This season, um, without delving too much into it, because obviously, you know, yeah. it's been eight days. A lot of people still haven't delved into it a lot. It's yeah, a great my... season. <laughs> yeah. The, the biggest complaint it's... I've heard so far is that they didn't use CRTs for all the uh, arcade scenes. Oh, yeah, I thought you were Didn't referencing the the CRT tests that you have to take in middle school. I was like, mm. where the fuck is this going? No cathode ray tubes. The, uh, oh, okay, they, yeah, the, uh, my um, I was thinking about how we could talk about technology. this. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was thinking about the ways we could talk about this without spoiling it. And my my brief thing I would say because we're not going to spoil anything is just that um, I feel like the soundtrack was great, but a bit overshadowed this season. They really go crazy with wanting you to know the time period they're in so they make sure to play all those 80s tunes and sometimes for me it's just a little much because it's like i get it you know like a couple of those is fine but they write such a great soundtrack for that show i feel like it just gets you want to hear more of the music written specifically for it and and they have these the difference between like this i think it's great my vote for this would have been great but i think the more artistic version of this show is a less popular version of it maybe but um, there's a lot of just moments in this show where they would hold a scene for like a second and the cinematography or the lighting or whatever was just so vivid and beautiful, but they wouldn't hold it for very long uh, compared to a lot of some of the other more like strange stuff that I kind of get into. Um, so like, that's not a huge criticism because they have to make this for a wide audience on Netflix. I understand that. You know, I just well, like, I'm I mean, really most of their audience that. on Netflix is pretty wide. Well, it's kind oh of a no, side effect God. of watching all that, uh, all that TV. Oh, oh no! Um, and we love you too, all white people. Um, yes. So not the white people, white people, just the wide people. Yeah, just the white people. Although, if you are um, wide as well, we do still love you. I, I don't know how you felt about this, Shay, but like for me, like my, I think it's a great show. I just feel like there was flashes of brilliance that probably could have been expanded upon a little bit more. That's the most I could go into, but I still loved it. You know, a lot of the things you said I felt the complete opposite about, funnily enough, is I think the soundtrack this year was, and just the 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 whole audio engineering and everything was the best this season out of all three. Um, I think they did a ton, like the point of stranger things is to be an ode to the eighties. Really? That's, that's one of the big driving forces of the show, obviously. And by including a lot of those songs, it added to the, um, the mythos, if you can call it that, uh, of the eighties. 
and because a lot of people don't know what it was like living in the 80s and you you watch some of those older movies and they seem hokey you know you watch something like breakfast club which is was a great movie for its time you watch it now it's there are some really corny dialogue choices and whatnot mm-hmm. but to include that a lot of that 80s music i think allows people to see what kind of the u.s culture was in the 80s during that time and i think they did a really good job of infusing the original soundtrack with those songs i i noticed a lot of songs there were some new songs um original songs in the season and that i think those songs stood out more because they had that um those other songs in there you know the the uh the other songs as a part of the soundtrack and i felt like with season one and two i really did enjoy that music a lot and i actually have it on my spotify but i felt like there are a few times where they would play that music over and over and over again and it really kind of took away from the brilliance of it. So when you get it in the season, you value it so much more because you're like, oh, it's not as common. And the new tracks really hit that much harder as a result. Um, mm-hmm. I also felt like the visuals, uh, the cinematography was the unsung hero of this season. They have some brilliant fucking shots this year. There's so many of them. Um, it's I can't talk about any of my favorite ones because they're all big spoilers. Um, but I will I will give a very nondescript um, example of my favorite shot. There's a shot towards the end of the show where there are some characters hugging, and that's all I will literally say about it. And. I absolutely like that shot was just so emotionally charged. And yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you there a hundred percent. I just, I was just think like, I think the difference between us is like, I like, you're not wrong. I don't agree. You actually, everything you said about the soundtrack is actually spot on, but I just prefer uh, shows to kind of commit to a soundtrack and then like, you can have little bits of it, but it's like, I get it. It's the eighties. The, the music they wrote for the show is 80s themed synth and whenever it plays it's just like it's brilliant oh yeah it's so great so i I, yeah i'm not i just i like it when they would commit to that more but i'm with you like cinematography is great i just i it's it's watchability i'm watching another show right now that shay also recommended to me but hasn't had time to get to yet i need um, to watch that this summer uh too old to die young and um it's the exact opposite it's like very very long every shot is like amazing but it's incredibly unwatchable because it's slow and dark and it's the exact opposite of Stranger Things where most people probably wouldn't like it. Um, and I mostly love it. It's just really horrific. Like the last two episodes have had some really horrific rape stuff and I haven't been in the mindset to like go back to it. It's, it's, it's the, I've been thinking about watchability a lot because I think Stranger Things is great. I, I'm not saying it's like Game of Thrones or anything, but I think Stranger Things to me is like top five so you're saying it's good. television. I, I think Stranger Things is like top five television that I ha- we have right now, uh, and I mean that. It's it's must-watch TV, and I was thinking about watchability because it the, the flaws I have with the show are very small because they allow it to be very consumable so that me and my wife love it. Like, a lot of times me and my wife just like different stuff, so I always think it's interesting, like, when you see where the map... Like, Stranger Things, for example, Shay, um, 
is connecting with a much bigger, younger audience because of Netflix than a lot of television shows do. Um, because it has those kids and it's lighthearted and fun at times. And it's creepy, but not like going to mess up your nightmares creepy. So it has a, it's got watchability without sacrificing enough of the things that a 33 year old nerd like myself would love from a television show about 80 science fiction. Does that make sense? Yeah, but yeah, but there's some really grotesque sequences in this season. There's a couple. There's and a couple. And it's actually yeah. the first season that they said fuck in. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, caught yeah. that. Which, I mean, it's not a huge deal. But, yeah, I mostly agree. I think it's kind of like a... Sure. I think it's an all-ages show, for the most part. Weirdly enough, it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. And I think but that's that, what that's makes it That's a compliment. Like, if you think so about brilliant. the music... I think yeah. that's what makes it yeah. watchable. I think that's what's going to make it stand the test of time. Um, yeah. yeah, because any age can for a hop mass into audience, for yeah, a mass and like people, yes. foreigners can hop in and they can be like, "Oh, I can kind of get an idea of what the culture was like in the '80s in the U.S." Even if it's sensationalized so, and Hollywoodized, they get a version <laughs> yeah. of it. I'm just saying, as far as criticisms go, I love the show. I just my favorite version of that show would just be like, I feel like the the talents there, and if they weren't worried about making. A, so many people happy they could probably make something that was even better but i think better for what you they're making is, is the problem though you're, yes, you're looking for yes, more yes you're looking for a more specialized kind of thing and that adult. takes away from the all ages thing yes maybe a little more adult artistic yeah and that exactly um and but what they're doing is still great so i don't want it to sound like a huge slam it's just you know that's why it's a phenomenon stranger things right. is a phenomenon right but and uh hmm hmm we won't we won't discuss too much more about the season. If you yeah. haven't seen the season, um I think it's as I think it's better than two. I think it's as good as one. I'm or, I'm already almost finished with my second viewing of it. I'm actually twenty minute twenty eight minutes from finishing the last episode. Wait. So. I, did, I love you, Shay, but you just confound me sometimes. The reason why <laughs> is because I actually I listen I watched this or Jesus fuck. I looked at this article um that talked a bunch about a bunch of little things that you miss the first time so i watched it again it's like little things that you miss and i've been catching a lot more things because i know what's coming now so i can look kind of like at the at the periphery and look at the other different things that are happening like for example um this is not a big spoiler at all it's like in the first 10 minutes uh mike and 11 are kissing in 11's room and hopper hopper's cabin and if you look, there's a particular, uh, not a photo, it's like a picture, it's like an art picture that Mike, or a poster that Mike has had on his wall the first two seasons, and it's suddenly on Eleven's wall. You know, it's such oh, a minor cool. thing. Yeah. It's such a minor thing, but the no, show but is littered this, with yeah. that stuff. Like, um, there's a sequence in this, in the eighth and final episode, something big is happening, and there's a little Easter egg that happened there, and I didn't notice it the first time. I didn't read any article about it. I just caught it. And that's why I'm watching it again. It's like, it's, it's, it's just the same thing as a video game. You play through a video game a second time, the story a second time, and know, you I'm catch just... certain things that are happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. But that's I, what makes me, yeah. Fish, did you ever watch Stranger Things, or is it not your jam? 
Uh, yeah, I watched the uh, first two uh, okay. seasons. Okay. I haven't got around to watching the third season, but yeah, really. it sounds good. For everything from what you guys have said, like it sounds like uh, I would definitely enjoy watching the third season. You're gonna I'm love it, man. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I, I only give Shay fit on the uh, I only give Shay shit on the podcast because like he recommended True Detective for me and then he never watched it. <laughs> then he recommended uh, this show for me and. He watched this whole other show twice before he watched. I'm just like, what is going on here? And he's like, like, I, don't I don't know if you've noticed it, dude. The biggest thing for me is convenience. He, he recommends stuff that he thinks he might be interested in to see if it's actually worth his time. What somebody else gets <laughs> hey, around to watching that it too, which is exactly what I also did. But I don't know. I wouldn't even like the show he recommended to me. I'm like, I don't know, dude. This is like long and dark and weird and depressing. You might not like it, but <laughs> thanks for getting me hooked on it. Um. No problem. That's just the kind of friend I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm haunted. Um, it's yeah, it's great. Maybe we could talk about it more in depth. Yeah. People were worried we yeah. had spoilers last week, and I'm like, no, we like we're not afraid of doing spoilers, but we're not in a hurry to do it if other people on the show haven't seen it. No, so. I think this. I think this is one of those shows that we're gonna have to wait for a while. Like even like I remember, I think it was like a month or two after uh, Endgame was out. And then that new Spider-Man trailer came out, which also Spider-Man Far From Home is a phenomenal movie if you guys haven't seen it yet. But um, when that when uh, that trailer dropped and it revealed one of the big uh, spoilers from Endgame, people were pissed. So I think we're going to have to little, wait a w- little while on uh, Stranger Things Season 3. But that goes yeah. into the next poll. Morgan asked, how do you feel about Eleven as a character? As one of the little sliders. And most people, it looks like, went almost all the way to the right. There's a little bit of room right there. And I think I'd agree with that. Um, Eleven as a character, the first two seasons, got a ton of character development. The third season doesn't feel as much of a character development season for her. Uh it it's more like her character was used <laughs> Wait, a good to. Joke. Sorry, yeah. shit, that was a good joke. Josh said yeah, they, yeah. Put, 11 they, they put eleven at about an eight. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, on the scientific slider. Yeah, on on the yes. scientific slider. That's right. It, it feels like her her abilities and her character is used to further other people's character development in a lot of ways. Hmm. And I'm not going to go into that because a lot again a lot of that is. Um, a lot of that is touching on spoilers, but I think yeah. she's still a great character, and um, I still enjoyed her a lot in this season. She did have some points that were really well developed um, and added to her character. It just didn't feel like it was as heavy on her character development this season. Yeah, which I think is good. I mean, I put that in there because one of our good friends and patrons, Cosmic Pop Tart, was. You know, brave enough to publicly get out there and state his um, lack of affection for her as a character. He was saying basically she just kind of, you know, was just grumbling around and acting solemn and this and that. He just wasn't a big fan. And I was like, you know, I don't remember being as big of a fan of her in the prior seasons either. Uh, But I feel like this season they kept a good enough balance with her um, to where, like you said, all of her moments were usually important. And she's used to enhance other people. And she's not the focal point like she once was. She's still a primary. She's still like a top three-er. But I don't feel like she's the focal point that she once was, which I like. No, right. I think 
I think season two had in a way too much character development for her. Cause mm. you know, they're trying to figure out exactly what to do with the character. And then they had that one random episode seven. Oh yeah. That was, yeah, weird. Which yeah. was fucking. That was such a turd of an episode. That's the only episode of the season of the show. I've never liked. That's oh. that, that is my only major criticism about that entire show is sorry about the police sirens. Um, yeah, no, no, it definitely was like, but what if, and then they go back to the actual show. Right, mm-hmm. right, and I'm I'm not going to say anything about that yeah. episode because I don't want to spoil anything for season three, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It no, just, no, 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 I, I mean, feel like, like it's a good idea like that, in theory, like kind of given yeah. the whole, like give you such a different set of circumstances that you can kind of see the way someone would react to them. Um, which right. is something you can't really do given the whole small town setting. Um, so it was a good idea in theory, but it was it was just so hard to really latch on to anything because it was such a left turn. Definitely. Yeah. The thing I, I will say about this season is, um, I will agree with Cosmic and I agree with Morgan, is the first two seasons, she just feels like, a character from like a Shakespearean tragedy where she's just brought in to just experience pain. And this season, the writers did a really good job with allowing Elle's character to develop, to experience some level of joy, some level of fun and to become her own character. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really like this season is because she was allowed to actually be her own individual in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, the first season, it feels like she's getting There's just so, there's so many, yeah, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, there's so many good characters now that you can, yeah, there's just such a big cast of characters that people have an emotional investment in, it's just, yeah. um, I don't want to get, but we can't get into the wide range of the spoilers, but yeah, it's, it's good, it's not the 11 story They did a good job of developing her while developing the rest of the cast. You know, the first season really Uh felt about, like, Mike and Elle. Um, second season, obviously you had various characters. Will was a big one. This season, they really spread the love. So yeah, we'll leave it at Although that. Although I will say no, that that girl, that young girl, it was not. There's one very annoying child character that I was not a big fan of in this season. I will Max? leave it at that. Um, no, I like Max. Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh! You know oh, what I'm oh. talking about? A sister. Yes. Yes. Mm, got it. Was not I enjoyed a huge fan of that one. <laughs> I enjoyed her character. You enjoyed everything. Is there anything you don't like about Stranger Things? Uh, season two, episode seven, it like ends? I just said. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But all right, let's move episodes, on. Kind of a bummer, but yeah, excellent <laughs> yeah. show. All right. We can... Yeah, we'll move on. Stranger Morgan Let's... posted an article. Stranger Things makes David Harbour's dad bod a meme. So he put a poll for those attracted to men, which somehow Fish and I both voted on because we ignored the first part. <laughs> hey. Um, or because we're attracted to men. To men. Um, maybe. Uh, our dad bod's hot. And he had a very unflattering picture of Tom Brady and a decent one of Leonardo DiCaprio. And the votes were 71%. Yes, dad bods are hot. Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Wait, is that Tom Brady? Eh. No. He can't tell white guys apart. 
Come on, Morgan. Uh, they all look like here. It's um Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. <laughs> that looks like Tom, like look at the photo really quickly. It looks like Tom Brady. Hold on, hang on. Yes. Finding the photo real quick here. It's Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec, but that's Dude, okay. It looks like Tom Brady. Chris Pratt is a legendary. Dude. That's like a legendary dad body from when he was Andy mm, back in the mm, Andy Parks and Rec. True. Mm, mm. Um, Tom Brady would be offended. That's Jim he Gaffigan. Is a 40... <laughs> no, no, I... <laughs> I mean, I... don't all dad bods look the same? Yeah. Tom Brady is a he's sculpted forty year old champion. He doesn't have a dad bod. Come on. Well, now, yeah, but um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I know Jason Momoa was getting raked under the coals for having a fucking dad bod recently, and Morgan and I were discussing what constitutes a dad bod and it's just interesting it's interesting that that's a legitimate conversation right now uh, you know i feel like there's so many other things people could be focusing on in the world but morgan proved uh proved to be right dad bods are in dad bods are something that people are talking about i this is what i learned okay and the reason i found it interesting is because my wife will when i first met my wife i was ripped i was taking two bags of um mass powder a day i was going to the gym five days a week copying the rocks diet for my for my tiny size i was in great shape my wife did not care i was like well yes i can do this for me if i really love it but she did not care in fact when i got a fat belly she likes to rub my little belly and go oh it's so cute and it's like it's like a turn on it's weird i don't fucking get it i don't know right so i was just curious and i started asking other friends women it was a semi-common thing. Not you can't. It's not a blanket statement. Everyone has different tastes, obviously. As this poll would show, about twenty to five to thirty percent of the audience, not a fan of them, right? But um, yeah, like like yeah. Josh knows what I'm saying. Like it's it's weird. Like it's 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 more attractive to the the to people who are attracted. I won't just say women, obviously, because uh, there's plenty of men who voted that were attracted to dad bots. So it's more attractive than I expected. And I right. find it interesting. And I don't because... know if Fish will agree with me on this. I'm pretty sure he will. I loved Rip Morgan. I loved it. Mm. <laughs> oh, Morgan. I agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was when Morgan was at his peak. Man, I was watching um, old uh, videos of our band playing. And towards the end of the time when he was super ripped, just holding that guitar, cradling it in his thick, veiny muscles. God. Those were good but times. You to, but you gotta look at it like this. You start to get a little bit of like a gross ego. Like, Fish, how many times do you stop a day and stare at your six pack in the mirror and flex? You know what I mean? Probably more than oh, you care to admit yeah. to public. Yeah. Mm. There's not a day that goes by that I don't look in the mirror and just start flexing for a good five minutes. And that's fine. You, you've earned the right to do that. You've put a lot of work in your body. I'm just saying you can start to feel yourself becoming a little, you know, I didn't like that part of myself. And it's... Yeah. And it's fair. Fair. So we've decided to put a lot of everything else into our bodies. Just yes. not work. Yes. Ew. Mm. Yes. Well, well, I just Ooh. decided if my wife didn't care, <laughs> whoa, or my whoa, girlfriend didn't Morgan, care. No, no, don't put, the, don't put the doll's penis in you right now. We're not talking about right no, no, no. now. <laughs> Wait, what? yeah. Speaking of dad bod, this doll does not have a dad bod. This doll is ripped. Right. Um, well, well they don't want it to I'm be upset. too top heavy. It's got to, you know, kind of stand up on its own, so can only be so thick I, you know i'm i mentioned this in the whatsapp and i think i have the 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 point to end this conversation on 
that's going to turn you, Morgan. If you had your ripped body, not your dad bod, because it's I think it's fair to say that you've probably gained a fair bit of weight having your dad bod now. Yeah. You probably wouldn't have broken your leg. Well, that is unknown. Mm. That but is you're unknown. probably right. Because I probably wouldn't be married. I'd probably be out there trying to whore myself around still. I wasn't thinking uh, that. I was thinking your muscle, <laughs> like you would have been drink, having more calcium. You would have been more health conscious. Your bones uh, wouldn't have yeah. become as brittle. You probably would have been healthier. But, you, you know, know, you want to look at it the other way. That's your choice. Too. You wouldn't be sitting next reason. to a sex How about this, Shay? Sure. Here's the interesting thing I think you'd think of this, Shay. Aren't we biologically supposed to be attracted to health? So... It's a little confusing to me when people say they're attracted to unhealthiness, only because I thought that subconsciously that was part of our wiring. So what am I missing? You do realize that none of those pictures you showed was remotely overweight. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying they are, and and there's nothing wrong with that. A tech. I'm. I'm just saying that they're the the idea of the attraction to the dad bod is a body that is slightly that is less healthy looking than the you know, ripped specimen. Well, if, it's, it's, if, it's above normal. It's not normal. It's past normal a bit. Right. All right. Well, if, if really we want to look at it like that, the ahead, ripped John. bod is malnourished as far as that gonna, goes. Yeah, exactly. Well, what I was going to say, <laughs> I was gonna say Fish, look at it, if we're going to look at it from a biological no, perspective, what is more intimidating? A, like a mountain lion. That's obviously like, pure muscle or a grizzly bear that probably has some fat yeah. on it but yeah. is twice the size well that's what you my know? wife said we were watching the stranger things guy she's like look he came out of the shower with the towel on. i'm like i don't get it and she's like dude he's as big as a barrel look at him i'm like yeah he is as big as a barrel mm-hmm. he could he could break fish like a i mean you twig. can you can be huge with muscles but what are you going to be more intimidated by at the bar, a guy with big muscles or a guy who fucking towers over him and probably has some fat on him, but yeah. is just a gargantuan. Can kill man. a man just by sitting on them. By just belly yeah. bumping him into a wall, right? And like, look, there's no sign. I'm not, I'm not saying making this claim off of any scientific evidence whatsoever. So take it with a whole grain of salt. But I, I think if we yes. look, if we look at it from like a predator prey kind of standpoint, the bigger the predator, the more afraid some uh, another creature is going to be. And I think it's kind of the same thing. I agree. And, and, and the core of this whole thing, and then I guess we can move on if you want, was just Definitely move the, <laughs> the idea that I had spent like, so much time doing that to my body, and I was so proud of it. And it didn't matter in my relationships. And I found that humorous and right. fascinating. Right. All right. Let's, last one we're going to rush through really, really quickly because we're already hitting the two-hour mark. Um, that's how slow we're getting through this shit. Um, in honor of that legendary office scene, which has Oscar um, asking is, if Hillary Swank is hot or not, um, <laughs> Morgan put Winona Ryder there. Is she hot? Uh, 66% said hot. 34% said attractive, comma, dot, 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 which I put that because I took it as you meant, like, is she hot and sexy? Like, you just want to you know, take her into your bedroom or is she like a fine wine getting better with age kind of thing? And that's where I went with it. She's an attractive woman. So I, I should have put hot or fine wine. 
two choices I should have had. Hot or beautiful? I, I thought that was interesting because that the joke behind that office scene is that this woman is obviously attractive, but there was something about her that they couldn't quite pinpoint whether she was hot. You know, and it was like, it divided the whole office, and it was like this comical thing. And when we started talking about Winona Ryder, she kind of has that effect. But yeah, she's hot. She won. People thought she was hot. Congratulations to Winona Ryder. I mean, she was either way, she was attractive if she wasn't hot. Like, if Fish, what if we did a poll on you, and it was like, Fish, 70% of the audience said you were attractive, and only 30% mm-hmm. said you were hot. Would you still be happy to be attractive? Of course. Yes. There you go. Yeah, I mean, mildly, I'd be happy with mildly attractive as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mm. I went with attractive, too, for Winona Ryder. I I, I didn't, well, I don't remember what I did. She's hot. Yeah. Sure. She's attractive. She's an attractive woman. But that wraps up the polls. Let's let's wrap those (laughs) up. We still got some games, and we still got some other things to talk about. So. Let's get to some games. You guys have been playing Super Mario Maker 2. It's one of the things that's been keeping Morgan going while being in the hospital. Josh, you finally delved into it. Fish, you've been making some levels. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Josh, how are you enjoying it so far? I'm getting there. Um, I'm still frustrated by a lot of the fiddliness of it. Um, Like, I... My initial impression of it was that it was just way too futsy to to be worth my time, and then I have slowly picked away at all the strange systems in the game to the point where I finally feel like I understand what it's going to do whenever I intend to do something. Um, so I finally got to the point where I'm like, okay, I can make a level and not feel like I'm going to get blindsided by some weird interaction um, that I just wasn't expecting, uh, which, which, which is good. I, I feel like they could probably make it a little more intuitive just to kind of cut that time down for somebody who really wants, to, wants the game to do exactly what they want it to do. But it's still really good. I mean, like I, I mentioned before, my kid got right into it because she had no preconceptions about, oh, it's supposed to work like this. I want to do this exact thing. She just screwed around with it, made a Mario level. Um, and it is perfect at that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, my daughter actually did that. She surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, I came home from work one day, and she was playing, and I was like, what? <laughs> I, I didn't even tell her that I had the game. I guess she just found it on the Switch, and she started playing it. But mm-hmm. she built her own level, and like I was I was so amazed at what the amount of work she put into it. She's eight years old, but like still, it was, yeah. it was like, it was a very, it was a very fun level that she made, and like, I guess she could, it, the tools that they give you, like, it makes it the ease of making a level and some, and being able to jump in and test out those mechanics and see if it's actually fun um Mm -hmm. just makes it so i guess mainstream in the fact that it's very accessible for the the, all all ages yeah the the craziest thing with it though so far is as far as as far as uh, playing the game with your kids is that there you, you get comments on your levels so my kid is having to learn how to deal with internet comments so we're we're going through that oh, with no. her so that's that's the experience that's that's been a fucking experience as far as you know kind of teaching your kid how to deal with the world like yeah 
literally 90% of the people you'll deal with are going to be assholes. So we're, we're going through that well, learning experience <laughs> yeah. with them. That's so, funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd upload. A, that's been a trip. Hey, if it, you're brave enough to upload the level and learn, that's cool, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. People are, and they're kids, you know, they're, it's, that's tough. If you wish there was a way to separate that stuff, so. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, the ease of use of that game is incredible. I played it a lot at the hospital whenever I could. It's, it's great. I, I think the thing that, I'm, that me and Josh differed on was that he was, you know, getting really hung up on some of the frustrating limitations. He felt like it was a little too, um, like he couldn't get it to do exactly what he wanted and this and that. Whereas, like, a lot of times with these sort of games, I'm usually like, these are the tools they give me. Let's see what I can do with it kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I felt like there's a lot there. So, like, uh, but I, I know what he's saying. There's still plenty of things I, I'll bang my head on playing the game and be like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. I even had one of our listeners message me about the coin thing because they were trying to put five yeah. pink coins in there and they had other kinds of coins and it was counting them all as the same thing. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the just issue. Crazy. I was actually, I was looking at that after we talked about it last week. They only have one type of coin in the game. They have just the regular coins. That's it. Um, the key coins that for some reason they call pink coins in this game are their own thing. Those are only useful for opening a locked door. You can you can lock a door, yeah. and once you collect all of them, it will give you a key. But they're not their own coin type. Whereas in other Mario games, you have the regular coins, you have red coins, blue coins, purple coins, black coins. You They've, they've yes. had such a huge variety, and they don't have those in this game. But they trick you into thinking they do by having those pink key coins. Yeah, that they it's don't weird. call that, yeah. um, which is that's that's kind of. And where, I like the yeah where yeah. the confusion comes. I like from to there. use them like a Super Mario Run kind of thing where I make a tough level and I hide the keys in there, mm-hmm. but and you can't get to the flag until you find all the coins. But yeah, you're right. It's like they could have. There's just little things that they could have divvied out, you know. Yeah. And I'm probably nicer to it because I never played the first one. It's like it never existed, as far as I'm concerned. Because then I like I like most people didn't play it, so this game has felt like a revolution. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's been a that the, the coolest aspect so far has been having people buy the game, make levels to play with us, um, sharing levels amongst our friends. Like, if we just made them and nobody was going to play them, it would be fun but empty. So, the community aspect has been just really cool. And um, until I run out of ideas, I'm still addicted to it. So, I'm having a great time. Um, Josh finally made a screen name, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I need all those levels again oh. so I can uh. Get around was to those. it so Penix? So I don't have to search Marcus through Penix? like who? Oh, months sorry. of or you know like the last couple of weeks of chat to find those pictures again. Well, one of the cool yeah the cool thing is if you put in someone's maker ID number, it takes you to all of their levels. Yeah. So it's one of those lesser known things that they could make a little more apparent. But if you go to their profile yeah, and you find their somebody's maker, ID, maker number instead of the level number, if you want to. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. You can get everything they have. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, it's fun. Yeah. I also also found out that if you just like someone's level and you it, go to more information on that person, uh, it, you can actually click on their profile and it'll show all, all their uploaded levels as well through that. So, um, yeah, there's kind of an ease of finding people's levels in that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really cool. I'm enjoying. I'm glad to see everyone getting on board right now. It's good in the middle of the summer because there's not a lot else right now, too. So, no, it's it's a lot of indie indie games right now. Speaking yeah. of which, Josh just recently played Sea of Solitude. Um, mm-hmm. I've been waiting Morgan for this and I game are both kind of interested in it. 
but Josh really had a deep interest. So it was interesting. I, I caught some of his stream. He streamed it on Twitch. Uh, what'd you think, Josh? I had a, I had a hard time with this game. Um, I'm going to spoil bits of it here. So if, and if you're bothered by that, but I tried to avoid as much as possible for this game because I was interested in the art style in the, the little bits they'd shown so far in, in like E3 conferences and whatnot from years back. So I tried to avoid as much as possible, um, which is a mistake with this game. Um, as far as you need to know what you're getting into. Um, they, they tell you this from the product description, so this is not a spoiler, but the game is supposed to be built around kind of, it's, it's in the title. It's, it's built around understanding why the main character is alone, why they feel isolated and kind of learning to connect with everyone. That's, that's the overarching goal of the narrative there to kind of, Learn learn how to understand the people around you, which in the case of this game is the family. Um, the the spoiler I'm going to give and the kind of warning with it, the reason why the game did not land with me, is that the first monster you deal with, which is kind of the thing with the game, like you view the people around you as these monsters. They're just this this monolith. What what, what why would you? Why would you spend time getting to know them? They're just they're monsters. That's kind of the the metaphor they're using in this game. Is is your your little brother who uh, the reason you view yourself as a monster is because you're selfish. That's kind of the 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 underlying thing there. Which which is which is a cool thing. They could have gotten that across a lot of ways. I mean, I feel that I get this sensation every now and then whenever like in our chat, like our group chat, will occasionally you'll get these moments where like all of us will have something to say, like just all, all, all at once. Like it, we, we had this experience. We want to say something and there'll be like half a dozen messages, a dozen messages that are all, all of us saying something and no one responding to it, which is like kind of, yeah, you're not having a conversation. You're just kind of getting this out there. And that's kind of the, the, the main feeling they're trying to get across there that whole selfishness like i've got a thing to say i need people to listen to me um but the first story the way they try to get this across of why this is a bad thing is your little brother is being bullied at school and like severely severely bullied to the point where like he's getting threatened by these kids they're they're saying that he's you know that he's a girl and that they they're gonna, you know, like, like they're gonna, they're gonna find him and they're gonna kill him. Um, like they're just e- extreme, extreme bullying, and the main character is so busy in her own little world that she misses it. She she doesn't notice her little brother going through all this stuff, which is so ridiculously extreme that it undercuts the rest of the story they're trying to tell because they start with this you get really invested in what her little brother's going through, and then it's dropped because the story's not about him. It's about how, how her own selfishness is kind of affecting her life. Um, and and that, that overall impression is what turned me off the rest of the game because I was 
I had to go stop and take a break after I finished that kind of first act of the game. I just I, I needed to go walk around because it was so ridiculously intense. It was told well. I enjoyed that part of the game, but it was just so serious and I wasn't expecting it that I couldn't feel invested in the rest of the game after that because it was still she was dealing with, you know, the rest of her family, her parents and the stuff they've got going on and, you know, other people around her. But it that first act was so intense that I couldn't connect to the character after that. I ended up hating the main character because she missed this going on in her brother's life and I'm like it, it yeah. It kind of Well, it's that, interesting yeah. that you mentioned that because I know I read a little bit about it about the game obviously. I didn't want to read the whole entire plot for the game. Mm-hmm. But what I read was that obviously a big part of this game is it's supposed to be a metaphor for mental illness. Um, it's also supposed to deal directly with mental illness. Now, some of the games, some of our favorite games here at the Chompcast that we've loved over the three years we've done this podcast, some of those games have dealt with mental illness in various ways. Um, we look at Hellblade, which is one of Josh's and my favorite games of uh, two years ago. We look at something like What Remains of Edith Finch, which indirectly dealt with some mental illness. Um, Mm -hmm. You could look at, honestly, you could look at Katana Zero in a way. Um, That's more of like a chemical imbalance, but there is some mental illness involved in that. Um, Some of the games that we've really loved have dealt with that concept. Now, my Mm -hmm. specific question to you, Josh, is I guess with this game and this company trying to say something, about mental illness now i know that the what happened in the first act really turned you off from the rest of the game do you think there is an overall message that a player can take away from this game um about mental illness i mean yeah yeah i mean the like kind of like i mentioned before the overall goal or the overall message of it is about this fear of connecting and you you get that that's the overall theme you get that from kind of each chapter um mm. that you go through um and about you know how essentially the main character realizes that in herself and then ends up hating herself because of it and that's that's kind of the story they're telling so there's just there's a ton of guilt going on um and they 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 try to get that across with that that first chapter kind of like I was saying like really there i mean it's not like she could have prevented the bullying, so she was blaming herself for it, but it was still one of those things where it was just so intense that, like, you can't help but feel that even though she's taking too much responsibility for it, had had she not been selfish, there's an awful lot of hurt that could have been avoided. So it's it's not right. like it's unfounded self-criticism. Which I think was the major kind of the major flaw you know, in the game, where it's not like, oh, this is completely irrational. I see how this person is just blaming themselves for stuff they had no actual impact on, hmm. and that was that was I kind of feel yeah. like the stumbling point in the game, where it's like she could have been there for someone, and like like there's there's some there's some legitimate guilt going on that ended up kind of undercutting the story they were trying to actually tell. 
So just kind of like a disconnect there between what mm-hmm. was going on and how the character responded, essentially. Yeah. It's interesting because, um, you know, most, most of the listeners know, and you guys obviously know, I'm, I teach English at a junior high school here in Japan. And bullying is something in the U.S. that has really been tackled in the past 10 years. Um, you, both of you guys, um, Morgan, by the way, has taken off at this point. He started feeling ill, um, so he unfortunately will be gone for the rest of the podcast. Um, but uh, Fish and Josh, both of you guys have younger children. So realistically, bullying is always going to be there. But it's something that I think it would be fair to say from when we went to school as children to your children going to school right now, I think it's a little bit less of a fear or it's a different kind of fear compared mm. to when we grew up for sure. You know, cyberbullying yeah. versus yeah. Uh, bullying. I think school. I think uh yeah, parents being more aware like our generation like growing up, you know, um seeing it either firsthand or um seeing other people go through it like um and just like the nuances of realizing the effects of uh you know what bullying can do on a person um has really like um better prepared like parents um like myself um to know what to go through and sit down and talk to them about as far as like dealing with it you know and right. um uh yeah. I, fe- I feel like yeah my daughter seems to be able to handle it pretty well as far as like because there's always going to be those kids that are just uh, so unruly their parents just don't care and like the principals won't do anything as far as like not know, even just the kids child. man adults too no like yeah. that's that's a yeah. crazy thing there's like still adults like there's this uh oh man i forgot now there's this 10 year old kid who uh was talking about like a TV show or something he didn't like, and he got death threats online uh-huh. from adults, and he had to apologize. Yeah. And I, like... Now, granted, the, the, obviously, what Fish is saying, and I agree, is that bullying hasn't gone away. It's just evolved into something different. But there is a greater awareness now, at least within the U.S., and people are trying to push that narrative forward, that progression within our society yeah um which mm-hmm. yeah i i mean I, that's kind of what i was getting at with the whole the whole the disconnect there is that it it feels like that's used as a tool towards the main character's actual story and that's what just really kind of mm-hmm. turned me off there um because that's you get so invested in her brother's story going through that first act and then you just move on. It's just not brought up again. It's it's brought up in the context of her own guilt of it, and that's that's all it's ever mentioned again. Ah, um, uh, okay. I can yeah. see that being the case. I th- I think that's an interesting topic, though, that should be discussed because um, I took a long way to get around to it. But what I want to say is, here in Japan, uh, ijime or bullying is such a prominent thing here. It happens at all levels of your life, no matter where you're at. And I've, in, I've encountered it here not only for myself, obviously, which is whatever. I mean, I can deal with it. But, um, you know, some of my children, you know, like when I've done like an English camp and I have camp members bullying each other or 
you know, in my classroom, I've seen it. Uh, last week, even, um, I decided, or no, it was this week, uh, swimming unit in gym or PE. And so I've been swimming with the kids when I can, when I have free time. And there's this one first year student or this Ichinensei student who, um, I don't think he has the greatest home life because he can't speak very well, good Japanese and he can't speak very good English. I think he's a little bit Mm. slower learning of a kid. And so some of the kids bully him sometimes. And it's it's a difficult thing when you see that to think about when do I step in? Um, not only as a foreigner, but as a human being to other human beings. You immediately step in when someone is being bullied, or do you see how they handle it before you step in? Because um, you know, you want you want your child to be you want someone you care about to be aware of what the world is really like. If you constantly step yeah. in they don't develop those behaviors to be able to handle a real world situation on their own. And that's, that's a quality and that's a trait that I'm not going to say is dwindling in future generations. I don't want to say that. I don't want to sound like an old head kind of situation, but I do think that that is still a prominent situation, you know, especially with like things like cyberbullying and stuff. People need to be able to know how to deal with those situations. There are always going to be people out there who are bullying or don't have your best intentions at heart. I think that's fair yeah. to say. And to know yeah. that balance of when to step in and when to just let it happen to see yeah. if that other person can develop those patterns is really, really difficult. And it's a very thin line to tread. And I think that is interesting that the game at least attempted. I'm not going to say they succeeded because I obviously haven't played the game. Um, if they're attempting to talk about that line specifically, if that's what the game was centered on, yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, that's, that's kinda, a really interesting topic to talk about. It is. It is. It's. It's. An, I mean, I think we overcomplicate the matter. I mean, that, I don't think there's a reason not to step in, really, as far as that goes. Because why would they're at a school? You expect them to learn how to do everything else. Why would you just think they'll magically know how to deal with this one particular situation? Um, it's something that experience from somebody else can definitely help with. Um, but I had a second point here, but that's kind of, I, I distracted myself with that one. Um, I was long winded too. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Um, it's the thing that was so hard about this one. It was, like I said, that it's not, they're trying to, they're trying to really, really get a point get get across the point that this is not just normal kids being kids bullying like i said with the whole death threats and with there's a there's a sexual assault aspect to it closer to the end as well it's it's it is fucking rough um yeah it was that was it was a that was one of the toughest things to play through that i've played through in years um and then it's like I mentioned before, it's treated as a footnote in someone else's story, and that just made me so angry for the rest of the game, playing through it that I just I couldn't connect. My like it, the game's about connecting. I couldn't connect with the characters who the story was about after that point, um, because of the way they were that's attempting man, to tell the story. I think so. I think that's unfortunate because I think 
there is a place out there for some games speaking about these issues. Um, we were talking earlier about how a lot of games were just about being more silly and whimsical, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And now our, some of our games have a message. And some people like that and some people don't. And that's fine. Some people just want a mindless um, activity to take their mind off of the real world. And I respect that. And I agree with it at times, you know, like when Fish and I were tag teaming up on Apex, we weren't thinking about, you know, uh, the environment as we're blowing things up in in the world, you know, things like that. Yeah. We just wanted mindless fun. But then there are times where we need help in anything to view a real world situation from a different perspective, a different light. And sometimes those things are going to connect with us and sometimes they're going to not. And it's unfortunate that for you specifically, Josh, that it didn't connect with you because I know you're really looking forward to the game and that sucks. And it was a beautiful game. And my, my hope is going forward because I still want to play it and I'm going to play it. Um, my hope going forward is people realize that there is a, there is a market for these games. There's a reason why some of these games should be released. We should be talking about this stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that was not every game yeah. needs to be littered with a message, but some games should absolutely, if they want to have a message, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not have a message? I hope that yeah. happens, and, and I hope some that... people do connect with this because it is a topic that should be talked about. All right, I'm done. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> no, no, no. Like <laughs> I feel like the the story they were trying to tell would have been so much better served by not by not having this other aspect in it that I felt. Like it was, it was so strong. Like it was, it was extremely, extremely affecting. And then that's not what the story they were trying to tell was about. That it just, mm. I, I, yeah, that was that was the major issue with it. Was that, um, I mean, even going into the game, it had a content warning about it. But again, the content warning was in the kind of given in light of the the overall story being about loneliness and about all this stuff. And again, the message was kind of centered around the main character is kind of what the impression I got from that. And then yeah. when the story wasn't that, it just, I was not prepared for it, even with the warning they gave. And it ended up really hmm. detracting from what they were trying to accomplish, which is right. Yeah, yeah just the main issue. Try, just, they they the didn't they accomplish what they were trying to because just yeah, like they they like kind of bulldozed over their own message essentially. Yeah, yeah, they really did. They really did. Well, that's unfortunate, uh, but I think it's still fair to say it was a beautiful, beautiful game. Watching you oh, play yeah. it, the art is incredible. And to end on mm-hmm. a, at least a happy note, we can say that about the game. It's yeah, absolutely it is. Beautiful. It is gorgeous. The it, like, and even like, like I said, the the way they tell that first act story is is it's it's extremely affecting. It like it's mm-hmm. done very well. It's just it's done so well that I end up being connected to that so much more than everything else they're trying to do in the rest of the story because of it. Yeah, um, which I mean, like. like <laughs> Like they did an amazing job on that first act. It's just that that yeah. you get so invested that the rest of the stakes are just like peanuts compared to this thing you just experienced. So, yeah. <laughs> so your recommendation is play the first act. Don't play the rest of the game. <laughs> I mean, I guess kind of kind of assume that. <laughs> yeah, assume that the sister goes on this 
you know, revenge arc at that point and gets everyone at the school fired just for everything your the little brother went there. through. You like just <laughs> uh, assume that and then go on with your life. But yeah, well, it <laughs> Fair anyway. enough. Well, there there you have it. If any if any of the fans like if you guys have any strong opinions about us about it, shoot us a message. Let us know what you thought about the game, but yeah, there you have it. Sea of Solitude. I want to get on that game. Hopefully, I can get on it this summer, and uh, we can kind of have a discussion about what we agree or disagree on. But Sea of yeah. Solitude, it's in the books for now. Fish, did you play anything this week besides Super Mario Maker Two, or was that pretty much all you've delved into? Um, no, that's that's all the time I've really had time with. Um, that's fair. Yeah, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. I tried to yeah. play a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's it's fun to come home and. Oh, sorry. No, you're I was good. just gonna say it, it's just been fun, you know, coming home and just using using the Mario Maker uh, level editor and mm. creating levels and finding little inspirations there and like just acting upon it and creating it right then and there. It's a it's a it's a nice outlet, you know, to kind of. Uh, if you have like a little bit of creativity that you just want to uh, physically um, play with, you know, um, it, it's great for that. Like, it's, I can't uh, recommend it enough as far as like, if you love Mario, and it, I'm pretty sure a lot of people do, like, it, you're going to definitely enjoy this being able to make your own levels. So, like, that that's one thing that I've really enjoyed about this game is just making my own Mario levels. So, yeah. I just, yeah. I hope that you make a level of swings. You and Fit, or you and Josh <laughs> both make a level of swings oh. for Morgan. Oh, I'm making, an, I'm making another level. <laughs> it doesn't have swings in it, but that that's actually a good idea. I probably should put that in there now. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, it's mainly about, like, <laughs> since Morgan isn't here, so I can't traumatize him and, like, I can get this level to him and traumatize them that way. But like it, yeah. it, it, it involves, uh, so you can make like a vertical level. Um, if you go down a tube, it gives you like a second map and you could choose if it's horizontal level or like fully vertical. And I made a vertical one and I went all the way to the top <laughs> and let, uh, it, it spits out your character and I'm still developing this, uh, level. So I'm thinking, I'm still thinking of different ideas, but as, as you're falling down, like you'll, you'll hit platforms so you'll have to do like platforming and like yeah. collecting and stuff like that. But <laughs> I, I mean, essentially it's I your like character it. just falling down and like, you feel like, you know, I it, like it. it. it's gonna, it's gonna be a bit unsafe, you know, just mm-hmm. to fall recklessly down. I don't know so. if you can, I don't know if you can do it this way, but to make the level start out with you having to hop on a swing and swing into a pit where you fall down into the pit, I think uh, you can definitely be the do ultimate that, yeah. way. <laughs> like you can't That's access the, the specific area of the pit unless you go on the swing. You can't just run over to the pit. You have to. You have to get on the swing. But maybe that might that mm-hmm. might be too um, malicious. <laughs> but. <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to take a video of your level so we can show the uh the listeners oh, on the yeah. social media and i want to see it too since i'm i don't have a yeah. switch right now but okay well so because it's episode 150 um i came up with this game uh unfortunately morgan's not here i kind of talked with him about it this week I was really excited about it 
this is this game uh it's just a little fun thing for episode 150 where i'm gonna give you guys 10 seconds and i'm gonna give you guys a category and you guys have to list items in this category now there's easy medium and hard tier and the punishment initially was going to be take a shot and we're going to do it towards the beginning of the episode that way we could hear you guys get fucked up but since morgan obviously can't drink because he had to go and break his leg i guess um i decided a different punishment that i think is gonna work for you guys and this i i really wanted morgan around for this because it would have it would have worked with him too but yeah i think i think you guys he was have a choice that nausea just so we could get out of the punishments here right yeah. right exactly mm-hmm. now that's it i'm gonna give you guys a choice between the easy medium or hard category you're only going to have to do this two times. So one of the topics you don't have to do. Now, if you fail the easy, you have to stream for three hours. If you fail the medium, two-hour stream. Fail the hard one, one-hour stream. Now, that seems a little bass backwards, but the reason why I did it is because the easy should be easy. And if you somehow fail that, you deserve three hours of stream time. That makes sense. Uh now this this doesn't include Josh what you already stream at your normal times. This means you mm. have to extra stream. Okay. This just this, this means you have to stream in general. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Crazy fuck. So I guess I have to go buy a webcam now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I, I think I think I think you can do it, Josh. Since um you already stream, I'm gonna let you go first. You can pick an easy, medium, or hard category. Um, just pick the difficulty, mm. and then I'll give you the uh, topic. Well, I guess let's go with medium then, since I don't even know what the categories are. So that makes the most Good. sense. Good. All right. Let me get my timer up. <laughs> reset, reset, delete. All right. This may be so hard with, to... the, uh, with, with the... Uh, with the international lag here, our Delight. ten seconds is going to be more like eight seconds, fish. So we'll. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Already here, at a disadvantage. Fine, here. I'll give you twelve seconds. I'll give you twelve. <laughs> You've talked me into it. All right. So you have to name ten, Josh. You have to name ten of these items. Oh. Okay. I'm going to tell you the topic. I'm going to give it one second, and then I'm going to start the timer. Mm-hmm. You have ten. You have to list ten in ten seconds. With this particular one, you don't have to say like the like the full name. So, for example, if I'm talking about, you know, it's not going to be this, but I wouldn't have to go like Elder Scrolls Four, Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Five, Skyrim. It could just be Oblivion, Skyrim, so on and so okay. forth. Is that yeah. okay? All right. So, Josh, you have twelve seconds to name. Ten first-person shooters. Go. Uh, Halo. Uh, Goldeneye. Uh, this is not going to happen. I'm going too slow. Uh, fuck Minecraft. Use a bow in there. <laughs> <laughs> fuck first-person shooters, man. <laughs> you could have been Modern Warfare One, Modern Warfare yeah. Two, Modern. <laughs> Yeah, fuck those games. There is literally zero processing power 
put into remembering those. <laughs> That's okay. But that means two extra hours that you mm-hmm. get to stream. It doesn't have to be next week. It can be <laughs> at your discretion. So <laughs> that's okay. Now you guys know what this is going to be like. Um, fish, you want easy, medium, or hard? <laughs> I can see you sweating over there already. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Um, let's, let's, let's go with hard. I'm feeling ballsy. All right. This only adds one hour of stream time, so that's manageable. All right. Fish, you have 12 seconds to name 10. Police sirens again. I'm sorry. <laughs> my city ten is... police the... sirens? Oh, my God. I don't you know have to name 10 police sirens. Fire truck. Ambulance. <laughs> police car. Police. SWAT. No, um... All right, you have 10 seconds to name 10 Final Fantasy spells. Go. Uh, Ice, bolt, fire, lightning, uh, poison, poison, uh, uh, bio. Oh, Oh, God damn it. It goes faster than you think, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes, it does. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. All right, Fish, you have one hour of streaming added. That was a difficult one, but you did say bolt and lightning. <laughs> I did, yeah. But, well, there is, there is like, bolt in, like, certain Final Fantasy games, and there is lightning in mm-hmm. other true. Final Fantasy oh, games. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. It's true. Yeah, my All right, well, one, I think 12 seconds is too Final short, Fantasy so, spell. you know what? I'm going to be nice. I'm going to bump it up to 17 seconds for you guys. Okay. Oh. I think 12 yeah. seconds has yeah. been too slow. Yeah, we have to talk fast, about I mean. the too best fast, Final fast. Fantasy spell, though, which actually got put into uh, Kingdom Hearts as well because they, they, they decided to bring it back old school. The, the best Final Fantasy spell is actually Pearl. You, do you know about Pearl? Pearl? I don't know about Pearl. Pearl was back no. in the SNES era when they were... I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but they censored basically anything religious whenever they localized games of that era. Mm. Um, and so okay. Holy got turned into Pearl oh, during the localization prod process. So for, for a couple couple games there, all the Holy spells were Pearl, and then they uh, Interesting. switched it back. That's awesome. I and didn't then, know that. Yeah, and the Holy spells in Kingdom Hearts are Pearl as well for kind of the same reason, um, kind of to throw it That's back cool. to that. Interesting. You know what? I I just realized that I could have just said like cure one, cure, cure one, two, cure, cure two, three. cure three. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you know? tell it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah. Going back along with Pearl, you know, you guys know what a rosary is, right? The little thing you wear mm-hmm. around your neck, right? Yeah. Is that why it's they call it a pearl necklace? Catholics. Because it's a holy necklace. I don't know. It's likely enough, though. I'm referencing the sexual act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Likely enough. You can't, you can't be too forward in that. I'm glad you guys did Oh, Fish is shaking his head. Not Josh, but Fish. <laughs> oh. You caught that. It was just a mild. Now I know my joke was bad. Mm. <laughs> now I know. But, all right. So this time you guys have 17 seconds. This is your final round. Josh, 
Um, do you want easy, medium, or hard? There's only one medium and one hard left. Oh. Hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you this. If you pick hard, it is specifically tailored to you, Josh. Yeah. Fish coincidentally picked the one that I specifically tailored to him. So. Uh-oh. I guess I'll go hmm. with the hard one then, just since it's probably terrible. And it should be, yeah. I think I think this is going to be a little bit more manageable with 17 seconds. I actually mm-hmm. have the list of this pulled up, because I don't even know all these. But you have 17 seconds to list 10 Legend of Zelda games. Go. All right. Uh, the Legend of Zelda... Uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, The Legend of Zelda Link's Quest, Majora's Mask, The Ocarina of Time, Wound Waker, Twilight Princess, uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, Seasons, Ages. Oh! <laughs> you were so close! Oh my god, you It's just hard to get 10 oh. things out, period, in that time. I know. I know. That's, well, that's what I tried to say at the beginning. You didn't have yeah. to say. Legend of Zelda uh, before Oh, I know. I kept saying Legend of Zelda for all of them. So I know. I felt yeah. so bad. I didn't want to... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all right. You got, you got really how many, close. How did I get there? I had one, you got two... Eight, you got eight got, out of ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just ran out of time really saying close. them. Their names are too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's also difficult, too, because to think of all the various games that they had. Yeah. They've, they've had a lot. Oh yeah, you, you missed the most Skyward important Sword, one. Skyward Sword, Minish Cap, Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. Mm-hmm. I would have <laughs> oh. gotten there. I just hit hit Wind Waker not yeah. long before that. So, right. Yeah. Okay, so your total time, Josh, is three hours of extra stream time. Mm-hmm. Fish, medium or easy are your two choices. You have seventeen seconds. <laughs> Okay. I couldn't leave him with only down. only two hours total there. We had to. Right, that was. It's true. Oh no, I got it. I got an hour though. You have an I hour. Know, that's I the point. Like I couldn't. I okay. couldn't give you the, just the option for a second hard one. Two uh, total. For you to hours. cop out with. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Let's let's go with medium. Let me go with medium. All right. Well, this one was actually specifically yeah. geared towards Morgan, so I have a feeling you're going to fucking fail this one. <laughs> Great. You sure you want right. to choose this one? Bring it on. Let's do it. All right. You have 17 seconds to name 10 Mortal Kombat characters. And go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Johnny Cage, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Reptile... Uh, Newbot, um, Shao Kahn, Goro, uh, Cyrax, uh, Smoke. Uh, ah, so close! Oh my god! <laughs> you got seven. The pressure was so on me. How many seven. did I get? You get. Oh. You got seven. That was pretty good. Damn. That's not bad. I'm pretty impressed. Luke I didn't even think you were gonna be able to do Biden. that. All right. Oh. <laughs> so, to be fair to you guys, I made you guys do this. I'll do it myself. Um, I'll pick. The, I'll take the easy ones. Um, <laughs> now, each one adds three hours of stream time. So, if I fuck either of these up, I'm 
I'm getting up to six hours, so I'm gonna give myself 17 seconds. <laughs> Name 10 video game villains. All right, Goro, Ganon, Ganondorf, uh, Sephiroth, uh, Braska's final Aeon. Oh shit! Fuck! Fuck! Necromorphs. Uh, Ripperoo. Doctor Neo. Cortex. Doctor. Uh... Mm. Fuck! That's way harder. Holy shit! It is. Really it's not hard. a lot of time. <laughs> oh man, I panicked yeah. at the end. Oh my god, that's way harder. Shit. You're, you're understanding why Minecraft is a first person shooter now, aren't you? <laughs> oh, suddenly I understand. I was I was looking at my gaming cabinet right here. I was like, fuck, which games? Which games can I pick bad guys out of? Which ones do I remember? Oh shit. This next one's gonna be even harder too. Alright. I have 17 seconds to name. 10 horror games and go resident evil 1 resident evil 2 resident evil 3 resident evil 4 resident evil 5 resident evil 6 dead space 1 dead space 2 dead space 3 and oh fuck oh fuck oh silent hill oh Oh, fuck it's it's almost like there are only three horror games series Right. I just w- I went There's with like good old Resident Evil and Dead you, Space. You could have gotten right. every single one of them with Resident Evil titles. I could have. Yeah. I could have, but then I panicked. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I was trying to think, oh, I could have done Kadelka, which is this weird PS1 horror RPG game. Uh, man, I missed so many. I just like, I panicked. I was like, I don't want to mm-hmm. do six hours. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think it's fair there. We all have three hours of stream time we have to commit to. And I actually have an idea for that, Fish. If um, you want to do, like, we were talking mm-hmm. about doing the sec- the new um, season of Apex Legends. We could hop onto that together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. And then we can knock out our three out- extra hours of that there. And people can yeah. mock us for yeah, being Yeah, Josh was telling me about the... Yeah, Josh was telling me about the uh, the new character that they announced that I I haven't been following any news out of them, but um, he sounded pretty fucking cool as far as like his abilities. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, it'd be fun. You probably find it like since you got to get a webcam uh, if you're playing on your Xbox, you could probably find a decent one like that because I think most because you know it's all Microsoft, you could probably find it fairly cheap one online that works with both your computer and xbox yeah i'm sure uh yeah i'm pretty sure i could get a pretty decent one with decent fidelity on there yeah that doesn't it, work with the xbox like one. yeah real, realistically with streaming the most you want is 720 because then um it comes into play like what people's capabilities are of watching that stream you go any higher than 720 yeah it's good but then you're kind of alienating some people so as long as you can do 720 you should be good to go i think but okay i'll keep that in mind yeah um yeah but that was our (laughs) that was a fun game that i wanted to do because i wanted to celebrate 150 episodes with these guys i love these guys very much um i'm happy that we've stuck through episode 150 episodes you know there have been a lot of ups and downs with this show and i'm glad we're all 
all still here. Unfortunately, Morgan's nursing a broken leg, so he couldn't share in this. But also, I also wanted to do kind of something special for the listener because it's like we haven't done any type of like game type of stuff on the podcast. And uh, you know, I want to thank you guys, uh, the listeners, for being around with us for 150 episodes. Um, that doesn't just mean yeah. the the Patreon donators, but we especially thank you as well. Uh, basically, anyone who's ever tuned into our show. Thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot to us. Um, and some bookend stuff to wrap up the show really quickly. Um, we've been pushing the Twitch. Uh, uh, I've been trying to be more active there. I've been trying to um, learn about Twitch a little bit more. That way it gives you guys a little bit more interaction with us. So if you want to check us out, just uh, hop over to Twitch. Uh, our handle is Sorechomp. You can watch us play games. Uh, I've been doing a Sega Genesis series, playing my favorite games of all time. Josh has been playing um, some various games. He's been playing some indie games primarily. Uh, so Josh and I have been mm-hmm. kind of heading that up. Morgan hasn't really been inspired to stream that much. And um, Fish has been busy with a few jobs and whatnot. But uh, since the summer's coming up, I'm going to start trying doing two or three a days and keep myself busy. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to try and get that a little bit more, uh, populated, a little bit more happening. We want to have more interactions with you guys. So if you guys want to check us out, just swing on over, just have some conversations with us. It's an excuse to hang out with us while we play video games. Uh, also, uh, if you like our stuff, check out the Instagram at Swordchomp or at Twitter at Swordchomp both we uh morgan and i respectively run each one we're constantly trying to put content up there and connect with you guys swing over there we also have some side podcasts Uh, morgan does in the blood where he interviews music composers of various video games i have a podcast too called evoking the sublime where i do a deep dive into the history and creation of a game and it is coupled with interviews from creators of the game so if you're interested in those check those out at any uh podcast player primarily the site or itunes uh lastly if you want to get in touch with us check us out at uh gmail.com slash and if you feel compelled to throw your coffee money at us we have patreon.com slash there are multiple tiers up there the five dollar tier gets you into a super secret private instagram where morgan posts pictures of the sex doll he propped his leg up on for this episode so if you're interested in that kind of thing head over to the patreon throw in coffee money for one month check us out there but i think that pretty much wraps up the show um i want to thank josh i want to thank you i want to thank fish and i want to thank morgan may he rest in peace in his bed He's not dead. He just needs some sleep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I want to thank you guys for joining me on this week's episode of the Chomp Cast. Thank you, the listener, and we will see you next week. Take care.